Hello everybody, you listen to J Movie Talk episode 237 as I'll be talking the movie Scream. Hello. Hello. Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? I'll do some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. Someone is playing a deadly game. It all began with a scream over 911. Someone who's seen one too many scary movies. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Like scary movies. What's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a scary movie. Number one, you can never have sex. Hey, what's me? Never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. Get another beer, you want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Who did make the rules? The police are always on track. If they watch Palm Night, they save time. He just kills by them. Don't answer the phone. Don't open the door. Don't try to hide. talking the movie scream and joining me for this episode is someone who really doesn't need an introduction because he's been on this podcast so many times this past year but still have to introduce him anyway i'm talking about the one the only mr jeff from jeff versus the world how you doing sir i am doing wonderful and remember it's a new year so i was ended up in 21 you heard me a couple of times here i'm glad you asked me to be a part of this series uh scream yeah man i mean I, I, look because i mean of course we did that round table for uh, halloween kills which i had a blast just having everybody a part of that and i was like yeah i mean january scream five comes out like yeah i gotta i, I gotta have jeff on at least one of these so yeah and i get to kick it off which was my favorite one uh i think that's a unanimous thing right there uh I, I would hope his <laughs> favorite one because if it's not uh we should talk we should you know dm each other let's talk about it i mean i i know some people who like the second one they they, they feel that the second one they fake so i won't hang you over the coal over it okay i mean i will i will kind of side eye you but i mean that's fair okay okay yeah so um before we actually get to talking about like the cast and of course the director um did you see this one at the movie theater when it came out yes i did sir i remember i went out on an actual see this one yep mm. i did and i remember us having a good time uh i think it was like a group of us and we had a good time watching this movie all right but see well when this movie came out i was actually i was 10 years old so you know uh I, I didn't see it at the movie theater yeah uh, i got a little i got a little couple of years on you I, I, <laughs> it was 96 or 97 it was 90, 
Nine, well, 97. So no, I was 11. No, I was 11. Yeah. Yeah. So. Say, come on. 96? Was it 96? Maybe it was 96. Holy shit. Holy yeah, holy this was the, yeah, this came out in 96. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, right. yeah, so I was 10. Yeah, I was 10. I was 10 when this came out. But I did own it on VHS. So. Hey, you had it. Yeah. And what's crazy right now, I did buy the, uh, the 4K. Um, edition that just came out here last year too. So, yeah, you know what? I've had a conversation with Shahid, and I just told him recently that I had stopped, uh, you know, collecting 4K DVDs, Blu-ray, just because it was just like I got nowhere to put this stuff. I'll just go digital. <laughs> but I think I'm going to start back. But I'm gonna be more strategic this time. And see, that's kind of hard to say because I was in this. You know, I would just go morning and pick out what I wanted. I at least had at least two or three Blu-rays, DVDs, or whatever. Or I would go check out the sales and stuff. But then I'm like, you know what? I don't have enough of this. Let me go digital. But now then I cleared it up a little bit. I think I'm in a certain movies I do want on 4K. Like I want the Batman series in 4K. And mm. I think I want to do all the Marvel things in 4K. You know, what? I'm gonna be more selective with it. I'm not gonna go OD with it. But certain stuff I do want in 4K because I just think I just want it. You know, you just want that physical. I kind of miss having the physical. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, well, you know, I'm I'm one of the people. I I, I love the physical. I'm I'm never gonna stop until they stop, basically, is, is how I'm rolling with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just for some reason I, I wanted to own this on 4K and I watched it on 4K yesterday, and I'm like, if you didn't know any better, you'll swear that this movie came out <laughs> last year. Oh, so the transition is pretty is, is good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, I'm, okay. I watched it on 4K player on a 4K TV, so, you know, yeah, so it, it looked good to me. Uh, I don't know how other people, I, I guess, because I don't really, I mean, I'm getting more into 4K, like even certain movies that are streaming, like on Amazon and stuff in 4K. Yeah. Um, I, I watch them in 4K to see how they look, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this look dope. Or, you know, a lot of stuff that's now on HBO Max, that's in 4K, so... But I mean, there's people who are probably like more well versed in it than me. They're probably like, I don't know, you know, such and such might not. It don't look, you know, as good because they like train their eye to kind of yeah. pay more attention to that type of stuff. So, but for me at least, it it looks good in four. So. Yeah, I just watched um Doctor Strange hmm. over again yesterday in four K, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I was just like, this shit is beautiful. I mean, that's definitely one to have in 4K. Yeah. Maybe that's like, nah, I just gotta have this physically in my hand. So just in case something ever happened, I, you know, I can always go to it and play it. Mm-hmm. All right. So this movie, I mean, the cast for this movie is, in retrospect, is kind of insane now looking back. But at the time, I mean, a lot of them were like a lot of up and comers and we're gonna talk uh, about <laughs> we're gonna this, talk about this. <laughs> no, go ahead. Cast is the dream. Like there is no other way to put it. There is no other way to put it. This cast is insane. Yeah. I mean, you got I mean you got Nev Campbell as Sydney. You got Courtney Cox as mm-hmm. Gail Weathers. You got David Arquette as Dewey. You got Skeet Ulrich or Alt World Johnny Depp. 
<laughs> Thank you. I'm glad somebody said it. Because I swore in this movie he was tapping into his crybaby. I was like, he saw a crybaby. He's making these little, oh, he's, oh, I'm just so hurt. I'm just a tender soul with my white t-shirt. I mean, yeah, whatever. I mean, Wes, Wes Craven probably probably told him that. So, um, and then I'm yeah. sure, and his name is Keats, which is always annoying. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where that came from. Uh, you got Matthew Lillard, Rose McGowan, Jamie Kennedy, and Drew Barrymore. And, and when I say this to Dream Team, what I'm saying is. Let's credit as selecting the actors that he wanted them to portray. Because everybody played their position in this movie and did it well. Like, for me personally, and I know I'm diving maybe way too far, Matthew Little is the fucking MVP of this movie for me. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm going to tell you why. He has to play two roles. He has to play the dork who's just like goofing around, but also play a fucking psychopath. Yeah. And that's that's someone that's that's kind of tricky. Like you may think it's easy, but it's not because you're thinking at first, like, oh, okay, like he's just a goofball or whatever. And then when you get, you know, to the you know, the final act, it's like, oh, okay, wait a minute. But he's still playing it like a goof, but you're like, oh no, buddy's a psychopath. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 really does do a lot of heavy lifting. And like you say, that whole duality of his character and everything. Yeah. So, and which you you really don't get that from Billy so much. Oops, I'm sorry. Anyone who hasn't seen this movie, we spoiling it. I mean, the movie ain't nothing but no. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think I think his role is interesting because if If you watch these movies, if you grew up on a lot of 70s, 80s horror movies or suspense thrillers, it was kind of telling in retrospect. But if you're like, you know, like you said, you were 10, 10 when it came out and this is your first introduction or 10, 15, 13, however old you may be. And this is your first introduction to uh, this type of a film. You're going to be like, whoa, I didn't expect that. But with a keen eye now, you're like, Oh, because you can go back and watch it and see little subtle things that's happening within the movie. And it's like, oh, okay, I see who they did right there. Like, I think it's something like when they were in school and uh, Jamie Kennedy's character was trying to save that Matthew Literature. How do we know you're not the killer? And Billy kind of looked at him like, yo, chill out. Like, they gave a, like, he gave him a look like, he, chill out, bro. He, like, he, does, he does a lot of side eye in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it is is to to stew or even Sydney in some scenes. He kind of giving her the side eye, like, hmm, okay, something kind of off about him. I don't know what's going on with, it. but right. it, but it's almost like, oh well. I mean, he's the boyfriend. So in any other movie, yeah, naturally you think it is, but then it's like, well, maybe he is innocent. Oh, they did one. Yeah, he did a great job of being like. You know, oh, it wasn't him and A, B, C, and D. This didn't turn out. Do you believe me? Don't you, Sydney? And I was just like, okay, okay. So they, they did it. I, I love 
how they, I love how Russ Craven was able to have the audience that's watching the movie basically put our guards up like, nah, it's him, it's him. And then eventually we'd be like, oh no, it's not him. So we'd be like, okay, damn, let's look at some movie. Let's really find out who, who it is. And you'd be like, oh shit, he got us. It really was him. So, yeah. So, so like I say, this cast is filled with like a, a lot of young, you know, actors of the time. They was on the come up. Cause I mean, Nev Campbell, she was known at the time mainly for Party of Five. Um, Courtney Cox, it, which is insane, really, when you think back about it at that time. Aside from Drew Barrymore, she was the biggest name because of Friends. So she was like the biggest star. So Friends were, that, you know, that's what I was having a debate about. I was, I was trying to, I guess I was having a debate with myself and I could have just went to Google. So Friends was out around this time, nineteen ninety six. Yeah, yeah, because Friends came. Uh, I think Friends started like in ninety three or something like that. Okay, I didn't know, so I was like, "Oh shit, okay." Yeah, so like I say, she's she's like the biggest name of the main cast. I mean, Drew Barrymore is Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore was like making her comeback after all that silly shit she was doing, you know, in her personal life, you know, all that teen angst and. All that crap. Oh yeah, movies. this is around uh, Charlie's Angels, wasn't it? Or was it before? Well, did before. Yeah, yeah. this is around that time you start seeing her in a lot of stuff, and a little bit before the Adam Sandler movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, and then I mean David Arquette. I mean at this time, yeah, he had done some stuff, but he was still known as oh, that's Patricia and uh, Rosanna's younger brother. <laughs> you know, that, that's how he was still looked at a little bit. Um. And then, I mean, Matthew Litter, he had done uh, Hackers and I think something else around this time. <laughs> don't, don't, don't laugh about Hackers, man. I like Hackers. I love that movie. That's my guilty pleasure movie. <laughs> Even though when you realize that his character was homeless in that damn movie. But... I don't know why the body said, hey, bro, are you okay? They were just sleeping at anybody's house. They were cracking jokes on him. I'm like, yo, these are some wild friends. And then, of course, your boy Jesse Bradford is smoking them damn cigarettes and drinking coffee. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway. Yeah, we'll um, get to that. It, yeah. But, I mean, but yeah, I mean, this cast, it, it, I don't think, I think they've tried to recreate like this type of a cast and in some cases it's worked look at i know what, I know you, what did you did last time yeah that's what you say or cruel intentions but after that it's like yeah y'all tried it but it really don't hit in most cases <sighs> yeah because then you get you get urban legends um it like these movies and these style of movies and these type of ensemble cast had a short shelf life. These are movies now that are straight to DVD or straight to um, streaming now, straight to streaming now that you see on a regular mm-hmm. with a lot of young actors that's coming up that you may not know, but you've seen as something, maybe saw I'm on a CW, maybe saw them here and there. And you know, I know that face. You know, I'm bored. I'll watch this movie. This is the era where no, we're going to, we know these are young actors, but, People believe them enough, like, oh, we're going to, you know, put you on the big screen and whatever. Because I'm still blown away. And I text you about it. I always am thrown back, like, Rose McGowan is in this movie. Wow. Like, I don't know why I forget that, but I just do. And I'm like, she is in this movie. Yeah, okay. 
It so, don't feel like she should be in this movie, but you know. Okay, so let, let, let's get the elephant out of the room regarding her right right, right off the bat. Because I, I don't think we could talk about this movie and not talk about her and because this is the beginning of her dimension films run really and we know who was in charge of dimension films we ain't gonna say his name but oh but we know and it just it's just kind of weird like yeah this is the beginning of that run and she was in a lot of damn dimension film movies um but yeah you're right she she is kind of almost like a fish out of water in this movie to some degree, but you understand why she was here. Yeah, I definitely understand why she's here. Looking at who she had, you know, looking at who she become later, it just feels like, you know, it's just that movie like they'll be on Jeopardy and people will get it wrong and be like, oh, I didn't know. No, the screen, 1996. You're like, what? And you got to go back and see like, oh, yeah. Because I just, I always, I know it when I see it, like, oh, yeah. But if I haven't seen a movie in a while, just like, you know, I, I watched it for your podcast. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she is in this movie. Why did she do this movie? This doesn't feel like a movie she should do. And then, I, like you said, I looked at the dimension. I was like, oh, God. Because I know the things that she spoke out on and passion, passionately spoke out before things happened. And, you know, people had a lot of jokes about her. But now, yeah, them jokes quiet up because some of that stuff adding up now. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, she look, she has issues and you know, and everything like that. And she she got to deal with it, but she was not wrong. And like I say, when you just piece everything together, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, her math <laughs> actually adds up. Unlike yeah, <laughs> Rocky, she math. was telling, but nobody was listening. Yeah, unfortunately, until it was too late. Right. But but yes, and then you know what? Even as the series go on, you you forget that yeah, she was Dewey's sister. Yeah, <laughs> they don't mention her at all. Nope, not at all. Hell, Dewey was, act like he have a sister. Yeah, it, yeah. Look, in part three, Randy comes back in a damn recorded videotape. All right, <laughs> but but there's no mention of Tatum at all. Yeah, like, bro, you forgot about your sister. And I guess I maybe that was, I don't know. I, you know, I'm always curious about that. I would, that's one question I would like to ask. You know, I'm like, did y'all mean to, like, just write her off or, like, because, you know, you would have thought, you know, thinking about my sister. You know, you you thought he would have said something. Yeah. He just kind of, no, no, just chasing after Courtney Cox and saving her and saving Sydney and. Yeah, well, well, there, there's a reason why they're referred to as the Holy Trinity, <laughs> you know. Cause, well, yeah, shout out to them because they're gonna have. Well, you know, I, I don't even. I'm just too nervous to go to the movie theater now. But yeah, because yeah, we'll see. Because I mean, real quick about that. I mean, I don't know if you saw it or not. They posted where the premiere had to get canceled because of COVID. So it's like, no. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, I really wish this was coming on TV too now. Yeah, because a, a lot of people is actually like petitioning, like, look, it, it seems like, you know, not, not seems like it is. It's getting bad again. Look, we want to see the movie, but just put it on stream. Just, 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 man, yeah, bite that I'll book. pay $20. I'll pay $20 to watch it. 
at this point, I would look, I was gonna be paying more than that because I was gonna be going with my girl anyway, so I'm gonna be paying more than that to go see it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you go with somebody, then you could be paying more than twenty dollars. So what is twenty dollars? Exactly. Shit, paid thirty for damn. Well, I paid thirty for Black Widow, and I went to the movie theater and saw it. So yeah, me too. So I mean, well, I went just paid thirty angles to the movies. So, so yeah. So I'm like, man, come on, yeah, just just do it. I mean, y'all y'all can do that. Bite that bullet, man. Like save people yeah, I, lives. I mean, what they got is come out next week, maybe. Hopefully, crossing fingers. Like, cause yeah. I just don't see. A lot of people next Thursday. Next yeah, Thursday. I, just, I don't see that happening. Maybe, maybe they might make a last minute decision by next week. Hopefully so, because I mean, if you cancel, if you cancel the premiere of it, then yeah. how you gonna how you gonna wire release it and expect people to come see it? Yeah, that's wild. That's like a new one for me. So, especially a week before it's supposed to premiere that. Like I'm, I'm. That was one of the movies. Like even when I told you when you told me, because I was like, "Oh, you want to do the new one?" He's like, "Nah, we're doing the first one." I was like, "Oh shit!" But I'm going to see them. You know, I was hyped because I was going to see it. You know, the mm-hmm. fifth one, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, COVID's really doing a number." So I don't know how this is going to work now. But yeah. So, um, and also too, before we get into the movie, just um, how like how do you feel about Wes Craven as a filmmaker in general? I think Wes Craven is dope. I think he's one of those people that, you know, everybody goes to that, you know, they look at his films, they they always find something or you know what I mean? He's all you can watch his movie and learn something, especially for filmmakers. Um but you know, like everybody in Hollywood or directors or you know, people who make movies, he doesn't always bat a thousand. No, and I think I think a lot of times the things that fail get more noticed than you know the work that he's put in. Because you know what I mean. He's like, oh, you know, let me think of a movie. Ah, what's one of his movies that everybody likes to go to and talk about? Is bad. Mine's drawing blank now. Uh, I mean. Okay, the odd thing about it is he really don't have a lot of he don't really have any bad movies. I know it's something that people that go I, I'm trying to think what it is. I, I know I know certain people like to don't acknowledge the movies he did that focused on black people. I know that. So or if they do talk about those movies, they try to, you know, kind of be iffy about it. But all right, all right. So Wes Craven, you look at Wes Craven's movies, right? You can go to Nightmare on Elm Street, and be like, dope, like just just phenomenal movie. And then you can go to New Nightmares, and people be like, uh, I don't know about this, or. Maybe he should have did this, or I don't know what he was really going for. You know what I mean? It's like later on, a lot of his stuff got critiqued heavily. And I, mean, I think it's because he had, he set a bar from himself so high that it's just like, well, of course people are gonna critique shit. Yeah, but but think okay, but think about this. Look, okay, his run after Nightmare on Elm Street, right? That's an 84. 
The next movie he does is this movie called Deadly Friend, which I don't even know what the hell that's is. But then after that, he does Serpent in the Rainbow in 88. About the whole voodoo thing, Bill Pullman and, and over there fucking around with damn voodoo and shit. And still, this one of the scariest scenes of any movie for me is after he get hit with like with that stuff and everything, he's walking through the street and he's like, I'm not dead. I'm not, he's falling to the ground. He's about to fall out. He's like, I'm not dead. I'm not, that shit still scared the shit out of me to this day. Cause it's like one of the scariest things ever. Cause this man is literally looking like he's dying, but he's telling people, I'm not dead. Don't bury me. I'm not dead. Type of thing, right? I know that movie kind of gets uh, shocker. Vampire. Vampire. Well, and Brooklyn. Vampire Brooklyn. <laughs> see, you see what I'm saying? See that, that shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> look man look. that shit right there listen 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 I'm a, i want to say this about vampire Brooklyn because okay. i made jokes i've done podcasts about it I, and i understand the criticism against but i think what happened in that movie was there was two visions of a movie i think that wes craven wanted funny eddie murphy mm-hmm. and eddie murphy wanted to do something different yeah and i don't i think that was a thing of two people trying to give a little to get a little yeah i I, I i can see that it was a lot of push and pull with that movie because you could tell west craven thinking like oh i got eddie murphy oh wow i, I always wanted to make maybe a comedy horror mm-hmm. but eddie murphy's not doing like eddie murphy refuses to do comedy in the movie he's playing it straight he, except except when he's doing his little dress-up thing but i feel like that was like that was probably like oh eddie it'd be great if you do this I think, I think Eddie's vision for that, and like I said, we just speculate. We 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 don't know how he really feel about it, but yeah, I don't know. My interpretation with that is because let's let's be real. Vampire Brooklyn is a updated version of Blackula. All right, pretty much, yeah, pretty much. And I think Eddie wanted to do his version of what William Marshall did with Blackula. So he was a renowned actor, even though he played Blackley and everything like that, but he played it in a very serious way. And I think that's what Eddie was trying to do. Wes Craven, like you say, Wes Craven over him, man, I got Eddie Murphy. And we talk about 1995, Eddie. Eddie is at his ultimate height of his fame around this time. He couldn't do no wrong, really, right. when you think about it. So yeah, you probably like, man, I got Eddie Murphy, man. Let's get some jokes in here, and then, and like I said, yeah, when he's doing the dress up thing, like when he do, he with uh, the uh, Italian dude and all this, hey, hey, how you doing, man? You know, and all that type of stuff. Or, oh, he pretend to be the preacher and outside, evil is good, and all that type of crap, <laughs> right? So, yeah, you have those moments, and then, then, I mean, of course, you got John Witherspoon in there, he just insane in that damn movie. So, you get the comedy, but yeah, like you say, we think about it. It was like, okay, I'm trying to do this from an acting standpoint. And Wes is like, I'm trying to do this from a director standpoint. And we get what we get with the movie. Look, yeah, it's you got what you got. It's entertaining. And that's the argument that I think I was, I was thinking that was the first episode I was on um, Rashani's show. And that's the first movie we did together. And that's what I told him. I said, oh, the movie is bad, but it's entertaining. Like it's no doubt a bad movie, 
But if I'm not doing nothing at home and I want to, you know, just watch it, I'm laughing. But I'm not laughing because of any of the Eddie Murphy stuff. Like, it's everything that's going around him. And some of the things that maybe should have had a different, took a couple of more takes to do, but they didn't. And he just left it as is. It, it's, it's, Vampire Brooklyn is a very interesting movie. Because another thing, I, I try not to give it a hard way to go. It's a black horror movie. Like, it's a black horror movie. So I try not to knock it, but I know all of its faults, and I understand why people are like, ugh, I don't know what Wes Craven was thinking. See, and that's what I'm saying. People like to do that with him, and I'm just like, yo, this man is a visionary. Like, some of the stuff that he did, like, in his in his run, his prime, like, like people are still trying to, like, grasp and do today and it's 2022 so it's like no matter what you say about him he, he's wanted to go out there uh no matter what and i just think that, that i understand where critics are and i don't even know how critics we review podcast say i'm a no critic to get paid for anything like that but i would say that i think critics have become so you know they just put a they kind of put a stain on you sometimes with actors and 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 directors and stuff and i'm not saying some of it's not warranted because if you're not good at your job i mean you know this is the line of work you can get it's a thing to uh understand with you know i'll just one that uh, sports thing where when it's your job you can have people critiquing you but i think it's when the outside you know yeah. Oh, well, A, B, C, and D. And Wes Craven could be like, well, you come better. You come do it better than me. Mm. And I don't know. Wes Craven is dope. I'm just making a long thing. He's dope. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. I mean, I'm always, of course, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, that goes un, you don't, you don't even have to speak on that. that it, it is what it is when it comes to Nightmare on Elm Street. That mm-hmm. movie is a pillar of the horror jump. All right. Of course, you're gonna have you probably gonna have some people now. Ah, it was all right. Oh, nah, it wasn't that good. You know, just just because they assholes, or, you know, and everything. Because that's how people yeah, are everything. now, right? Yeah. But I'm always gonna respect him for what he chose to do when he did Serpent in the Rainbow, when he did People on the Stairs, because those are black movies. You know, of course, it, people, yeah, People on the Stairs, of course, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a black movie. And the fact that you're leading that is this little black kid whose name is Fool, but he's the smartest person in the movie. Got that right. <laughs> and and then you got Ving Rings on some hotel shit, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> We're running around in there, Kofi on, oh, we're going to go rob these people. All right. You know, so what happened to his ass. Oh shit! The dog got him, but 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 yeah, I mean, but I'm always like I say, Wes Craven is one of the people that when he was putting out a movie, you were gonna check it out. It might not, yeah. it yeah. might always hit the way you wanted to, but you saw his name attached to the movie, you was gonna at least check it out just to see what was going on. And even with this, this was like, oh, Wes is back, back. Yeah, like like this movie made money. For its time, Ooh, it did. I mean, that's why we got <laughs> the sequels. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, look, just look, you're getting a fifth one next yeah. week. Uh, you know, but it's just, it's, oh man, I enjoy this movie because I think it was, to me, I always say Scream is a love letter for the movies that they were making back in the 70s and 80s. It was like all, almost grounded story. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's how do they say it sometimes about, uh, they used to say about uh, the defenders, it's street level. Mm. Like it's some shit that's going on in the neighborhood. Almost a callback to Halloween. Like why the fuck is this happening? Yeah. Why the hell is this happening to do? What is this? It's, it's, a, it's a really simple and I think this was also very well written. It's not so many holes in this movie. No. If you pick a, if, if, if you watch the movie for what it is, what they show you is not too many holes. If you start overthinking just yeah. with anything, yeah. gonna find holes. <laughs> it uh, happened a billion times. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and, and no, I was gonna say, well, and, and we can we can kind of start talking more about the movie now because we didn't we didn't do all this other talking. But um as far as okay, so it this okay, like what you said about how there aren't a lot of holes in this movie. They did a very good job. Like and they because we're talking in 1996 eyes, because they've done this so many times since then. But in 1996 eyes. If you did not know any better, you swore Drew Barrymore is is the star of this damn movie. And in a way, she kind of is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, she, she is what... How can I say it? She's very memorable. Her scene is very memorable. And it really was just a cold open. Like everybody talks about that cold open. Yeah. To the point of, they started a two out with a remake for a movie with a with a make with the movie remaking that scene. Yes, poorly I must say, but I was <laughs> it was supposed to be. I got it. And you know, I I actually have thoughts about those uh, stab movies, the movie within the, in the franchise. Because right, I mean, look, we 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 know that Gil Gil gets money off of those movies, so. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, they no dummy. She was like, "Yo, y'all can punch me and all, hate me all you want. I'm getting paid." So, so Gail get, get royalties for those movies. She getting checks and everything mm-hmm. off of them because she wrote the book. You know, after the events of what happened in this movie, and that's what those movies are based all off of. But, but yeah, it's it's interesting, like how the movie starts off. You know, oh, you know, young, nice looking girl. She's at home alone. You know, cooking some popcorn, about to get ready to watch a movie. Phone rings. Oh, 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 oh wrong number. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Hang up. Phone rings again. Same motherfucker. Call right back. Oh, hey. Just want to start having a chat with this girl. And, Jeff, let me ask you this. If somebody. Nope. <laughs> I know what you're Nope. Fuck you, Kiko. After the second. What? Come back and then somebody call your phone. Stop calling this fucking number. You got the wrong number, bro. 
why is she holding a whole conversation with this random voice? I love it because you know why? She played it aloof. Like, oh, nothing's going to happen. Oh, this is kind of cute. I'll talk to this guy to entertain him. What they always she's say? so in the stars and she, it's like what? No, no, it goes like what they always say. Nah. Fuck around and find out. I'm just saying she just so <laughs> right. She just so oblivious to the world. Like she, I guess she's supposed to be a high schooler, so she don't know no better. I love the way they drew played. No, girl, and you know how you know. Yeah, <laughs> like oh shit, she's stupid. What she doing? <laughs> is that why Hollywood? Anybody from Hollywood? Is that why y'all don't put put black people in? Because you know we gonna be like, man, I wouldn't do that shit. <laughs> what does okay, hang up? What what does what does Jada Pinkett say at the beginning of uh, screen two when they watch it? Girl, oh. stop, hang up the phone. Stop sixty nine is back. Exactly. What? He ain't doing no goofy shit like this. So, but you know it gets serious. When she when when it gets to that point, cause okay, cause the dude that does the voice for it, the way they kept him away from the cast, they never even knew what he looked like, so they would just hear his voice, and that's what made it even more creepy because they never knew who he was. But how he could be like real? Oh, hey, how you doing? Then next thing you know, you hang up this phone again. I got your ass like a like what the what the fuck? Oh, okay. So let me ask you a question. Did they ever meet the guy who does the voice? I think eventually, like years later but i don't think they met him when they did the first two movies oh that's dope if they didn't i would have kept it i would still not have them not know who he is uh, yeah i don't i i think after this maybe I, I could be wrong on that i know not after the first but i don't know if they met him like after the second movie or something like that but i know it was doing the first movie they never they never met him they never so they never knew who he was so and i mean his voice is iconic because it's just that mm-hmm. how he how he can be real you know mellow monotone and all of a sudden turn into this crazy ass kill i cut you like a fucking fish like what the uh, fuck? like shit. I, fucking uh, edge promo <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> start that nice coolie car next thing you know like jesus christ let me tell you something randy oh, so Okay, so when she realized, like, oh shit, you know, because the whole thing kept coming up about, hey, you never told me your name. And when she said that a couple times, he was like, well, I like to know who I'm looking at. And you could tell, like, oh shit, I fucked up. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. He paused and he's like, I like to know who I'm talking to. It's like, no, She's that's not what you said. said. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Right, so <laughs> that's but but I like how the tension gets built up because, like you said, yeah, it starts out like all oh, cool, yeah, yeah, just entertain. All of a sudden, oh shit! Like, Especially with the music too. Yep, and then you realize, wait, she lit. Okay, she's in a house, but it's not no, it's not no neighborhood. She lives out like damn in the country. There ain't nobody around. <laughs> she made me mad when she said. My boyfriend's coming and he's big and he plays football. I swear, if Wes Craven was a couple of years back, like it was 1990, he was he's big and he's black. He plays football. <laughs> right. I feel like she wanted to say that. Uh, he's big and he's black. But then again, I mean, this is Woodsboro. We ain't see, we ain't, we ain't see no black people around. So, yeah. 
<laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know, you know, we don't get no black people to Sydney go off to college. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway, so this, so so she, so this is when she starts to panic. She's looking all outside, like fuck, it's, it's foggy. It's kind of foggy out, so you don't really see nothing. And next thing you know, Steve, her boyfriend. Oh, we already it's basically oh we already got Steve. And he tied up, he beat all. up, tied up. Yeah, I did sound like rock. God damn it. But you know, I'll be mad. If I'm if I'm in a damn movie, you gonna you gonna see my face fully or hear me. Ain't gonna be no that's the extent of my role. What the fuck? But they got a nice payday for that, probably. Hey, probably ah, you know what? He probably did get a nice payday for that. He probably did. All he had to do is show up and tied up in a goddamn chair. Shit. Oh, um, but his mama yeah. was dope. He would have been like, hey, he needs some of these royalties too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how them DVDs and shit be selling. The man got a percentage of the damn gross, probably. Um, but yeah, so he all fucked up. She about to go outside. Why don't you go out that door? You go out there, you're gonna kill him. You know, Tyson, I was like, who the fuck? Because you, the whole time, you're like, who the fuck is this on this damn phone? And she's crying and everything. And and that's one thing about Drew Barrymore. It's like people forgot. Like, Drew Barrymore could act. She, she was an actor, you know? Because <laughs> I knew that was coming. Because look, when, when I was watching this, when I was watching this yesterday, I'm like, you really feel like this girl is she's down bad. Like she go from oh, I'm about to watch a movie to I'm really struggling with life right now. Like my boyfriend is is, is hell hostage. No, go ahead. She does a great job of of basically rearing you in and feeling like, damn, I'm feeling sorry for her. Yes. Even though it's a movie, you like, oh shit. <laughs> Cause it gets stressful. They really fucking with you out there in Hollywood or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then okay, so then we get to this whole thing. I want to play a game. Like, all right, jigsaw, shit. And you know the whole thing about okay, I'm gonna ask you some questions, and depending on how, what your answers is, you know, either you gonna walk up out of this or you know you gonna fuck around and find out. Which I feel like the game was gonna be rigged anyway, because she could have got it all right. They still would have killed ass, but. You know, they were fucking with it at that point. Um, so then he started asking questions, you know, movie. And I'm trying to remember what is that what was the first one he asked? Oh, uh, something I think it was something about Nightmare on Elm Street. He was like Freddy Krueger. It's like, all right, that's that's you know, that's good. Okay, now for the real question. She was like, No. <laughs> like, oh, but you do it so well and everything. And it's like, okay, well, who was the killer? And Friday the Thirteenth, and before he could even finish, it was Jason. It was Jason. Jason. She looked at the whole question wrong. I saw that movie twenty goddamn times. Well, if you've seen the movie, you know that. You saw it twenty times. <laughs> Jason didn't go to the sequel. It did. What? It did. The funniest line. You tricked me. How's that a, how is that a trick uh, question? You do. <laughs> Your ass just was trying. I thought you were smart. But the, the Listen to the question. 
how for the fetish. She's like, but you tricked me. Like what? Like, that was not a trick. <laughs> that was not a trick question. So, but you, but you know what? In retrospect, though, people do forget that Mrs. Voorhees was the killer in the original movie because you just seen all these damn movies with Jason. So I never forget that. I'm neither, but you know, I ain't trying to say. Mama Voorhees. I mean, I've seen it enough. But, mm, mm. Yeah, honey. Uh, sack, potato sack, Jason. That's what I'm in. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, honey, damn sweater <laughs> she got there rocking. But, um, Oof. Yeah, that, that's, that sweater was rough. Um, so, yeah, she's struggling, you know, and everything. He's like, well, we, you know, you moving on to what, uh, that's it for Steve. And that's they you know Steve get gutted. Gus just laid out. It's like, oh shit. So then she she's struggling, running around and everything in the house. She go get a knife because now she's like, okay, I gotta fight. Hey, <laughs> and I think she really was going. It would have been interesting she would because when Ghostface do show up and everything, she do start beating his ass with the telephone. So she was gonna fight. They were gonna have to earn their death. So, but. Unfortunately, like what you and I'm mad with you when you taste because now I'm never gonna... <laughs> I'm never... about, you get Jeff Hardy. <laughs> yes, when you when you said that, I'm never gonna not see that shit now. But it that Jeff and Hardy, Jeff Hardy. No, that oh, that rather than 40. <sighs> Jesus, god damn it. It's yeah. like yes, yeah, yeah, she was not a track star, clearly. He started running beside her too, just like, oh, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and then he take, but you know so, when he, who was that? Which one? Who? Uh, which? Okay. Dude. I feel like that's that 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 had to be stupid. Yeah, because he's clumsy. Yes. Anytime you see him fall, because <laughs> Billy Billy wouldn't do no goofy shit by diving through no damn window. Only Stu gonna do some silly shit like that. So they too. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, okay. So real quick about the second. I mean, we're gonna talk. I'll talk about it. We do the second one, but when Randy gets when Randy gets killed, which I never knew, is I'm gonna make sure I pay attention when I watch it. When Randy get after Randy gets killed and they open the van and they see him, his body all laid out. They say if you look real close to on his hand, you will see lipstick on his hand. Lets you know that it was actually, um, good old Aunt Jackie, who was the one who killed him. And it's like Randy must have been real weak. He let he let damn uh, Lord Metcalf manhandle him in the back of a damn van. Yeah, that's a long. Like, like shit, Randy. In a way, you kind of deserve to get killed if that's the case, but all right. But, but yeah, I, yeah, it, it, it had to be Stu because, like you say, that they're running beside it's like, yeah, I want to play around, shit. so yeah, yeah, we'll get, but the reason for all this shit going, oh, buddy, whoo, I'm just, I'm good lord, <laughs> yeah, so, so okay. So next to 
Drew Barrymore's actor, the woman that plays her mother, because when the parents come home, and, and that's what's sad about it. It's like, if she was just a little bit faster, you know, because I think the dad would have beat the shit out of, out of the damn ghost face and everything. Yeah, still ain't got no hands. Yeah, if, if she was just a little faster, got around the side of that house, she right there. Because the parents show up, they come inside, they looking around like, what the fuck happened? The window all blowed out and like chairs broken and shit. Like, what the fuck going on? And then you hear on the phone that she's literally still somewhat alive. So they hear her whimpering on the phone, and the mother's like, oh no, not my baby. And she was all like, like a damn black mother at that point. Not my baby. You know, type of thing. And I like that line too when the dad tells her, like, go down the street to the McKenzie's house because that's a nod to Halloween, which this movie is filled with fucking Halloween references, mm-hmm. which is crazy with this being West crazy. So, um, so she goes to go outside and what does she see? Buddy. And it struck up old girl by a tree with her guts hanging out. And then they do that like super cut, like a speed up, run up to the tree so you can see it good too. Yeah. And that's how the movie. They did a great job with uh, makeup and stuff. Oh, that yeah. shit, they look gross. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, if y'all came to see Drew Barrymore, well, <laughs> you saw her. You got your money's worth, I guess. Yeah. I mean, she was in her own little short story of the movie. So, I mean, it's, it's almost kind of similar to what he did in, in, in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. You think yeah. Tina is the, is the main star, then nope. Get Tina about to paint. Nancy, you it. And yeah, we get, uh, we get, we, we move over to uh, that Prescott uh, cousin, good old Sydney Prescott. You know, oh, um, Lord. <laughs> you know, she's sitting behind the computer, hair all up and everything, just a clacking away. Like, okay. Nice little young, you know, teenager and everything. Sitting there later, late up, you know, what she was doing. I guess she was doing some homework or something because she, she seemed like she was one of them honor students and everything. And damn, Billy coming through the goddamn window. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, hey guys, Johnny Depp. Oh, <laughs> this motherfucker looked like somebody that would have been, uh, been on that 21 Jump Street. <laughs> oh, geez. He would have took over Richard Grieco. Oh my god. <laughs> look, don't bring up Richard Grieco because you already know what I'm saying. Oh, I forgot. I, 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 I hope Chanel knows. I ain't forgot about Tomcat. <laughs> it's still out there. No, no. That <laughs> man. This man was Yeah. Oh. Everybody's nuts, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's that's for a different podcast. Um, yeah, that's yeah. for a different podcast. Yeah. So, you know, I like how Wes Craven he kind of in a way updated the Nancy and Glenn characters from Nightmare on Elm Street with Sydney and Billy because that's basically who they are. And because even in that, um. Glenn was coming through Nancy's window and shit like that and, and disappeared because he lived right across the street. But this shit with Billy, after the dad comes to, oh, what's, what's going on in there? You heard it. Someone scream. Anybody scream? <laughs> All right. 
So the dad, he like, oh, I'm going out of town on business. I'm staying at the hill. And this, you know, if you need me, you know where to reach me. So he leaves. And then this goofy shit with Billy talking about, you know, I was up. I was watching The Exorcist. And it made me think of you. What? And he kind of sighed how I heard That was a red flag if I ever heard. Yeah, because he, he was a red flag if I ever heard one. I was watching The Exorcist and it made me think of you. And she even kind of looked like, the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, what? You good, bro? <laughs> Everything all right at home? <laughs> well, as we find out, no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, it wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. It really was not. Because this man had a damn... This man had a master plan for two years. That's some dedication. Two years. Like, bro, just get it over. Well, just go to the house and get it over with. What are you doing? Like, you're doing too much. You plotted this for two years. And brought your lover into it. Yeah, we'll get there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get there. Um, But yeah, just like this whole like their relationship it starts off like like you said red flags already because because mm-hmm. of how he's acting and you know they start making out and everything and then they stop and he's like oh you know basically calling her a tease and then she's like how would you like to set up for a pg-13 really he's like he's like what is that and he, he she flashed him he just kind of looked like okay and even before he go, he leave he kind of give her like this side of like this bitch you know like like Calm down, killer. Yeah, he 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 he's basically being a he's being a typical male and trying to pressure her into having sex, and she's not really ready. And he's saying it's okay, but still like pressuring her. Then finally, he actually apologizes. Yeah, but That's it's crazy. Because I mean, up to this point, we we don't know yet that she's dealing with some trauma. We don't find that yeah, out until yeah. she gets to the school. And, you know, because the, the school is a goddamn media circus at this point. And, you know, you're hearing all the news reporters and everything, and then they zoom in on one reporter in this lime green outfit. I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> you're a real-life bully, yeah. <laughs> look, I, no, no. I bully. I, look, I will, I'm letting everybody know now. Screen 3. I am going to bully the hell out of Courtney Cox Arquette in that movie because why was she running around dressed like um, the man in the top hat from Curious George? And that what girl- is wrong with you? Look, <laughs> look, look. <laughs> she had on that. You saw that fit she had on. All right, Joe, you, you saw the fit. All right. You saw that I'll fit. I'll see my you saw the fit. And then, uh, I, I, look, I've had conversations with people. Whoever did her hair in that movie, they they never got a styling job after that because them, them bangs was all fucked up. <laughs> and I think it was your boy from Child's Play 3 that was that was touching her hair or something. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> but, but, but anyway, coming back to this movie, no, I thought she was looking, I thought she was looking good. Like, look at her, like, damn, caught like Courtney got looking goddamn good and got, got a fit on. She didn't know she was hot shit. Now she's standing there and 
especially later on when she's bullying her way all up to the uh, police station and shit. But, you know, the school is just insane. And everybody's just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. You find out that Casey is uh, Steve. They had got killed the night before. It's like, what the fuck happened? Like, what is going on? And, okay, so let me ask you this. When, when you was in, in high school or anything like that, have did you ever like experience any not exactly like this but anything like relatively close to anything similar to this not that i can remember because in my case i did um i went to school with this dude who actually went to jail for murder because one the dude had issues we all knew the dude had issues but it was where he it was like a drug deal going bad and keep in mind the boy that he killed was a white boy pep so you know how that was gonna go but he killed this dude he gets arrested of course and everything and they show it on the news where when they're sitting in the courtroom he turns around and he starts blowing kisses at this boy's parents and i'm like this boy, this dude was a fucking madman. And we knew this back then. And he's supposed to get out in 2042 or something like that. If he's still alive. And it's like, yeah. And this is back in 2000, 2002 or 2003. When all this happened. Some breaking news while we've been podcasting. Uh, Samoa Joe has been released. But yeah, that this ain't that podcast. I, I'll let I'll let you and Kita take care of that. I'm sorry, I just wanted to let you know. Well, actually, Kita has the month off of January, so I'm 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 running the show. Oh, yeah. So gave her a month off. I like that. Well, she 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 just told me um I'm she taking a month off and I got the keys, so I'm gonna drive the boat for a month. <laughs> and I don't think I don't think a lot of people gonna <laughs> like some of the stuff that I've been saying. Especially after some recent events. <laughs> uh oh, gotta put on, gotta gotta put on your koofy. Let them know. Think y'all forgot? Yeah, pretty much. Um, but but yeah, yeah, that was back in like I say, two thousand two, two thousand three, and like I say, he's not supposed to get out until twenty forty two or some shit like that. That's if he's still alive by that time. But yeah, this. This shit just was insane, but but I mean, even with that, the school wasn't like surrounded like how this school was surrounded with every media outlet is possible and everything, and everybody just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here. And your boy Stu, why is he crap? I mean, granted, what we know later on, but still, there was too many jokes being cracked about the fact that two of they people that they knew. Had been brutally murdered. Why are you cracking jokes? Yeah, because that makes me start to question. No, no, because that's that still was no reason to crack jokes. Yeah, that's when I, you know, you could tell. Knowing what you know, then you could tell. Because even I mean, even Randy was cracking jokes. Did they find that liver in the mailbox? Because they found that liver in the mailbox. What the fuck? What are you doing? 
like, like, why are y'all cracking jokes about people being murdered that you was in class with? You literally sat next to these people. Yeah, and I say just didn't fuck with them. I guess I don't know. But still, though, man, look, look, I don't care if I don't, if I don't fuck with somebody that was in a class with me. If if I find out, that, you know, they got brutally killed and everything, I'm I'm not going. I ain't gonna be cracking no jokes about it. Yeah, but you see, Shaggy, he ranking you think kind of different. Shaggy, God damn it, God damn it, Shaggy, <laughs> Shaggy, and you and you call me a bully. All right. But I mean, it was like I'm not a bully. I'm calling him what he did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's his character. I think that's. I if anything, if it was an acting choice, that this mechanism he don't take nothing serious oh, no. yeah so um so yeah they they end up you know everything going on at school they getting called into the office to get questioned by the sheriff Dewey's there and okay the principal can we talk about the principal <laughs> good old Henry the Fonz don't know why Henry Winkle was in this movie, but I'm not mad about it. But my only question is, when Sydney came in there, why did he caress her face ever so softly? Because this man was a pervert, that's why. Thank you. I was like, no principal does what he just did. That's gross. He like really just like, oh, you know, I want to kiss you, but all these officers are here right now. Like, why are you touching her face? She's just coming in to ask questions. That just, I don't know, that was really off-putting to me because I was like, I was like, ugh, I've never seen that, yeah. that before. I was like, because he, he was a pervert, but he, he was, well, we're going to talk about him later. <laughs> this dumbass. <laughs> but, but he's a no, dummy. If you open the door and don't see that, what you going to go down the hallway for? Little shits, huh? Oh, not you, Fred. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Fred have that Freddie Cooter jersey uh, sweat? I was so bad. Well, you know who that was, though, right? No, who was it? I never paid, really paid attention. That's Wes Craven. Oh, that's who I, you know what? I just, yeah. dude, that part is so insignificant. I never even paid attention to who and, it was. And the fact that he's he's a janitor named Fred. Fred. <laughs> that makes it more funnier, man. That is funny, too. Can we say? Little shit. He's like, huh? <laughs> like, what? What'd you call me? Fred's ready to fight. <laughs> but but no, so before if you notice before Sydney come in, it was like who's next? It was like a Sydney Prescott. It's like uh Sydney Prescott, you know, her mother, you know, was killed last year. So then we find out, oh, okay, so she has some issue, you know, her mother was killed the year before and and everything like that, and so she got some shit that's going on, um, and everything. Which they st- this is at this point is where it starts to like gets really kind of beaten over the head. Sydney Prescott, her mother, you know, well, her mother got killed. How is she dealing with that and everything like that? So, <clears throat> so that's so yeah. It's almost like she has a. In a way, they always, it's like they always made her seem like she was always like a victim. Mm-hmm. In a way, which was always kind of weird because it's like, 
yeah, okay, yeah, her mother got, but the way they treated her, like, oh, we have to treat her with kitty gloves because, you know, she's dealing with, you know, she's still dealing with her mother's death, which, granted, rightfully so, because they never say exactly how her mother was killed. They just say, oh, she was killed, but granted, knowing who, we know who did it, and we saw how how Casey and Steve got killed, and I'm pretty sure the mother wasn't too far off from that. So, um, and then also too the whole thing about um, okay, because I, I didn't mention him when we talked about the cast. Good old Sabretooth himself, Liv Shriver. This we only we only get a small interaction with him right now. Oh well, the second movie we get a yeah, lot. I, yeah, you get a lot. This this one you only get like a little, a little peek. But that look that he has when they are taking him and putting him in the police car. Boy, you be looking like that too if you ain't do shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I look, I would, but he I, and that's why because I mean when I was tweeting it about watching it, that's why I was like, Logan, I'm gonna get you for this shit. Yeah, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's the look he had on his face. Like, I'm gonna fucking get you. But he but the fact that this man only has literally one scene in this movie. And when at the closing credits, he gets a high ass. I'm like, why is he getting this big ass building? Like, okay, I guess. But but when you think about it, right this time, this is when like Leo Shriver, like, he was kind of starting his run too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, all right, I I guess. Cause it was crazy. Him and Rose McGowan, they show up in another movie together. Good old Phantoms with Ben Affleck playing the sheriff. So, yeah. yeah hey man, look, I ain't watching a while, but yeah. Look, man, I, look, I, I love Phantoms, man, and I and I agree with uh, Jay from Jay Asada. Well, you were the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Yo, I used to always say that shit after I watched it, just out of. Just randomly say that shit because he kind of was. <laughs> Look, I, I still don't know why he had that damn silly ass cowboy hat on, but I mean, I guess it worked. I guess. But but you are right, real quick aside. Could you imagine if Ben Affleck was in one of these screen movies? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and his ass would do something. Like, oh, I think I'll enjoy the character of Dewey. No, 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 he, no. He could have played Timothy Oliphant character in Scream Two. Let me tell you something. Timothy Oliphant is the oldest ass college student I ever seen in my life. <laughs> I was like, did he ever look young? I mean, he is young. I don't know. He just looked old, and maybe because my mind, mind just keeps seeing Justified. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. Sometimes like, why he looks so old? Okay. In Scream 2, this man is 29 years old. So I clearly I can tell. I know he was he, in his 30s. Yeah, he look, yeah, he yeah, he got to the game kind of late. So yeah. Those type of actors that you know catch on late. Yeah, because I mean look, you he, go back and look at their older work and it's like your older work is more like you be like, damn, they were in there. 
Because I was telling them, the one who started one of my DMs is like, you know what? I just wanted to be able to tell you, I didn't even know Timothy Olyphant was in that movie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, shit, he was in that. He, he showed up and gone in 60 seconds playing Daryl in no partner. So, yep. So, yeah, he, he, he been around. He, he in, uh, what's that, the movie, uh, Go, playing a damn drug dealer. <laughs> just took him a while to find his thing. Hey, he's like, you know what? Let me let me let me start uh, with this southern drawl and put on the cowboy hat. And let me, and, and let me tell you something too. When Hollywood loves you, they gonna keep trying, and yeah. they clearly loved him. Real quick, still to this day, outside of Justified, which I love this show, my favorite Timothy Olyphant performance in a movie is The Perfect Getaway. That's my favorite. Cause he just mm, he just okay. having he just having he just having fun until it's time to get serious. But he just chilling because he's like, yeah, I'm a real life badass. Now. I'm just, I'm just I'm look. I got my girl. I'm gonna propose to her. We gonna get married. I'm just chilling until Steve's on and that silly shit. Him and Millie Jolovich show up and fuck everything up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Then I'm thinking about it. Didn't they do that goofy shit and try to put him as the hitman too? <laughs> We're not gonna talk about that, Jeff. Yeah, they did. I was <laughs> like, we're not gonna talk about that, Jeff. Why did they do this? And <laughs> yes, we're whatever. Not, we're not gonna talk about Hitman. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I just could never figure out why they could never get that movie right. Because <sighs> they didn't know what to do. It, it's it's almost similar to like Max Payne. They didn't know what to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess so. It, it just they kept trying, but it's just like they, they. I don't know. I think you had to have somebody who really loved the Hitman games. That's a director. Like, oh no, 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 I know what to do. Because I mean, you can do it. You, you really could. You really could do it. But they didn't. They didn't know what. They didn't know what kind of movie they wanted to make. Yeah, and I, I think you're right about that it, because it's, it's, it's good scenes in each film like yeah. i could pick out something like oh yeah that's dope that's dope that's dope but then you just like look at the story or look where it falls short at and like which i, I think both of them was the cast for me i'm just like well look, well it, it was funny about olga karolinka is in both of them so yeah because yeah. they i mean like you said hollywood really loves you they gonna keep trying they, they gonna keep trying and most recently she was goddamn taskmaster in black widow so yeah so there you go. Um, but real quick on that cast, I know we I know we kind of spewing off into other stuff, but <sighs> Max Payne casting. Why the fuck was Ludacris playing uh Bravura and Bo Bridges playing the other cop? They should have flipped them roles. That always bothered me about Max Payne. Like, why is Ludacris playing the damn cop? I ain't gonna. I don't remember nothing about that movie. I watched the movie. Oh, I, I just don't remember. <laughs> I always say this is alt world of the characters from from Ted minus Ted because you got Mila Kunis in there too, and you got Mark Wahlberg. So like this thing, alt world. Like all they needed was Ted running around. Yeah, that was around that time, and Hollywood really enjoyed Mark Wahlberg. They wanted to play him in everything. It means wanted. They stick. Look, why is he playing Sully in Uncharted? 
Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know what happened with Mile 22, but after he did that, it was like they were like, "All right, we can ease up on this shit now." <laughs> just look, just look at his filmography after Mile 22. They were like, mm, "Yeah, we need to find somebody else because we just throwing him in everything at this point." But I know his buddy did that movie, so I know how to get down America, big guns, and all that shit. So anytime Peter Berg is doing the movie, you know Mark Wahlberg gonna be. I remember I was so hyped for that movie, and I was to the point I went to the IMAX. Jesus, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be dope," and I'm thinking this is gonna be one thing, and then I'm looking like, "Ooh, this movie is disgusting." Oh, I'm ready to go. I was just sitting there just disgusted the whole time. And then right then and there, I just, just looked like, yeah, I'm over the whole Mark Wahlberg. It, is it also around the same time when Hollywood said, yeah, we're not going to push Ronda Rousey like we thought we was going to do to? Buddy, I thought that was it. Because the, 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 the easy thing was the ensemble with... Um, um, Expendables. Oh, yeah. That was easy. Well, not easy. You know, I hate to say that. It wasn't easy. But that was, you know, to bring in nicely, you know, a few lines here and there. Uh, she had the fast uh, Furious movie she was in. Yeah. You know, did a nice job. But Mile 22, I think, was a little bit too much. It, 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 it showed. Was, they was like, wait a minute. We want her to be a female Dalton in a Roadhouse remake? Yeah, oh, all that bullshit that y'all were trying. And I ain't saying y'all. I, when I say y'all, I ain't saying you. But all that shit. People, oh, she need to be uh, Captain Marvel. And uh, yeah, she could be A, B, C, and D. Yeah, y'all can relax on that shit. Mm. Yeah, I remember I remember y'all wrestling nerds out there. Oh, she could be Captain Marvel. Why? And, and, and she got universe, blonde hair. In what universe could she be Captain Marvel? From my from my acting standpoint, from <laughs> yeah. a, physically, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, she could she could do it from a physical standpoint. Yeah, I mean, she Ronda Rouse. But from an acting standpoint, oh, like, what the I got screen playing in the background, and my boy is upset when he got his ass locked up. He oh, made... <laughs> Billy, <laughs> I didn't do it. He said, "Do you know me?" Yeah, because okay, upset. so okay, so the part where. Okay, Sydney goes home, and now when she go home, it's in the daytime. She just, I guess she just chill out. Like, oh, I'm so tired from the day. She falls asleep on the couch. She wake up. I, it's nighttime. I know how that feel. I ain't even gonna hold you on that. I know how that feel. Yeah, I've done some shit like that too. Take a shower and this thing. You no, know, you lay across the bed. You wake up like, what the fuck? Come out. Shit. You <laughs> go off, go off. You like what the fuck? It's nine o'clock at night. What the fuck? Shit. So she wake up, she get a phone call. And who is it? Good old Mr. Mr. Smooth talk on the phone. Like, oh shit. But Sydney, unlike Casey, is a little bit smarter. <laughs> because she falls. She's like, oh yeah? Well, wait, what am I doing right now? You know, she's talking. What talking am I doing? No. Yeah, she's wilding out. <laughs> she's but she started talking shit to it. It's like Casey, like, oh, I want to entertain. She's like, I ain't got time for this shit. Like I was taking a good goddamn nap and you fucking it up right now. But no, no, no. No, first her friend called and told her uh old girl called and told her she was she was supposed to be there at seven. Yeah. And it was like 7 15 or some shit like that. And she was, you know, telling her she was on her way. T Tatum has a um 
it's a, it's a, it's like a running thing in this movie where Tatum is always late. <laughs> she more noticed late, that. More late for that death. Well, hey, was the camera guy supposed to be um? <laughs> the camera guy supposed to be Danny McBride? And they just. <laughs> and <he> just <laughs> well, I think he was. I think he was too young for that at that point. But yeah, I could have seen. You know, he definitely could see. <laughs> that dude look like Danny McBride. Yeah, you know, all uh, world. Oh my god. Yeah, but. Yeah, Kenny. Kenny, <laughs> shit. Get off of my windshield. <laughs> Damn. Oh, she. Oh, she talks so bad to Kenny. Like, Kenny, move your fat ass. Like, goddamn. Like, you gotta get the camera. We were up here. Thought we was friends, at least coworkers. You ain't gotta talk to me like that. Man, like, you work for me, goddamn. <laughs> that's how she. That's how she was acting. But, but yeah. So, the whole thing, Ghostface show up. And once again, this is fucking stew because clumsy, you know, and everything falling all over the goddamn place, allowing herself to get beat up, basically. She run upstairs, getting, you know, do the whole thing with the doors and everything in her bedroom. He up there waving the knife, trying to get through. She get on the computer, and I'm like, I don't remember this shit. Where you get on the computer to dial nine one one? Like, okay, I mean, maybe I, I know I was young at that time, but like, shit, I don't remember that. So. Ghostface disappears, and not even two seconds after he disappeared, Billy shows up. It's like, oh, oh, Billy, oh. Then a cell phone falls out of his pocket, and she back up, like, oh, know about this. What's wrong? What's wrong, Sydney? So she take off run downstairs, open the damn door. Sydney! <laughs> and goddamn Dewey is holding ah! the. <laughs> why, why does he scream like that? Why? Because nobody told him that was about to happen and scared the shit out of him for real. Probably. Or, or David Arquette just said, you know, I, I want to do this is an acting choice. I'm going I'm to do this because I'm I'm yeah. Dewey. I got to be goofy. And everything. It's the, it's the thing that he played this role so well that it became a joke. And that, and that was like the messed up thing about it. Where but, it became like, oh, you know, I'm not going to, you know. They try to play like that goofy shit. Just go check the movie. You know what movie I'm talking about. And I think he did it so much of a well of a job that, you know. Yeah. So that's a tip of the cap or or it was they trying to say bad actor. But I'm like, no, that was an act, you know. Yeah. It was an acting choice. Because I mean, if you it's funny, okay, he does he did the movie Wild Bill the year before this, where he plays uh uh, the dude that killed Wild Bill, right? He's actually good because that's the movie that when I sent you that picture about uh, Stoney Jackson rolling with uh, James Remar, that's the movie. <laughs> so we, 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 we just need to do a podcast on Stoney Jackson. That's neither hit or there, but I just feel <laughs> <laughs> like look. <sighs> Well, I already know you, Stoney Jackson. If you ever want to sit down with us, and if you can ever hear this, I got questions, bro. I got questions. I just want to know. Uh, yeah, I got questions. I mean, yeah, I mean, Walter Hill loved to cast him in his movies, so they must have been homies. Hey, look, that man did three movies with. <laughs> oh, he just really enjoyed working with him. Yeah, I, I guess. Look, we Ain't never saw wrong him. with that. 
Look, we never saw Robert Townsend or Michael, Michael T. Williams. Oh, Williams. well, you know Robert Townsend's on like that one and fuck that. I'll do it myself, shit. So I won't mad at him about it. Yeah. So, oh, um, <laughs> surprised Tony Jackson never showed up in no screen movie. But anyway, oh, <laughs> but so, so yeah, that's when they end up arresting Billy and everything. I didn't do this. Like, where were you last night? Like I was, I went for a drive. Is this before? Like, did you go by Kate? Well, why would I do that? And everything. So, at this point, it is like, okay, oh, it's like, okay, Billy. No, he's not. It's like, okay, this is too convenient for him to be the killer. Mm-hmm. Too convenient. And everything. He's just making it. It's just bad circumstances. And Sydney's already kind of pressed about, you know, the the anniversary. Of her mother's murder is coming up anyway, so she already on edge. Her classmates have been killed, so she just weirded out and everything. So basically, it's like, oh well, since your dad's not home, you know, Tatum's like, oh well, you just gonna come stay with stay with us. And Dewey, dumbass, does his mom know? And it's like, okay, Dewey is supposed to be twenty five years old in this movie. Tatum mm-hmm. is is what 17, 18, 17, 18 yeah. And this man is getting bullied by his his younger sister. It's like, really? Yeah, because he's still getting treated like the. You know what I mean? He's still getting treated like if he was the the way it's played out is I think Dewey's supposed to be still like a mom and. You could tell certain points, you know, and to... yeah, but but still, I'm like, okay, Stewie do had his gun, do do he he does have his gun, and I'm like, okay, y'all keep messing with this, y'all keep fucking with this man. <laughs> he gonna end up pulling the hammer out on the whole family. But, oh lord! But all right. So, but it, but if you notice, like, there's a few instances in the movie, like, could Dewey be the killer? Because they kind of play it like that. It, there's a few scenes. It's like, could he be Ghostface? Is he running around doing this? But so they end up going to uh, Tatum's and everything. And they getting all ready, you know, to go to sleep and everything. And what happens? She gets a phone call from Ghostface. And then it's like, oh shit, it's not been. And Ghostface is on the phone, even taunting um Sydney about the fact that uh, you maybe you fingered the wrong guy again. Because she's the one who said that Cotton was, you know, she was the eyewitness. Cotton killed my mother. And everything. So now they now they really screwing with Sydney. And okay, what the hell was Dewey doing? Because the mama go bamming on the door, he come running out. He got on the, he in his damn tank you know top. Exactly <laughs> what he was doing. You know exactly <laughs> what he was doing. I mean, was peeling one back. He was a, got a mid stroke. Huh? What? Huh? He got the gun. He pointed like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Man was man was discombobulated. He was trying to. Yo, fill it back. They messing with him. All shit. Reload. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? So, so and then he picks up the phone. 
Hello. What? Yeah, because they clearly still on the phone. All right. Like, you goofy motherfucker. But um, but I, I, I we completely glossed over the scene when when they leaving the police station because Gail Weather, you know, she just come running up there. She just going what the hell was Gail gonna do? She just really thought she was gonna walk in the front door of the police station. Yeah, she was wild. The fuck, <laughs> Gail was wild out. Yeah, she <laughs> she definitely had. I don't. I, she definitely had white woman entitlement vibes in this movie. Yeah, and so she gets stiff on Kenny getting hemmed up. Y'all ain't coming in here. I don't know what you think. So she's like, "Hey, Kenny, ain't there a back way out of here?" Like, yeah. So they go around the back. They run up on her, and that was a bad decision because Sydney was over it. And <laughs> she putting that camera in her face. Next thing you know, hit her with that hop. Get a guy get laid out. And only was got it. That was uh Linda Blair from The Exorcist that plays that other reporter, the one that catches her too when she falls out. Oh shit! I never, I never caught that. Yeah. So it's funny, like how they talk about The Exorcist. Oh, let's get let's let's get Linda Blair to show up for two scenes, and because she, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. they. Like I said, the movie is filled with a lot of, because even that line where um, when Tatum tells us like, you know, maybe it'd be like a a, a West West Carpenter movie. Oh really? God, yeah. <laughs> really? No, I rolled my eyes when I heard. That. I was like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> a West Carpenter movie, and then damn Ghostface was lurking out there in the damn bushes. Like, what the fuck are you doing out there? But all right. Um, okay. So let okay we. We have to talk. Okay, we got to talk about this damn principal scene because he's over this shit at this point. Because you got these assholes running around the school, ghost face mask, just terrorizing everybody. People are getting killed, but you around here like just cracking yeah, jokes. That school, that school fucked up. Yeah. So he was over it. So in a way, I don't blame him for this. When he, but he got them big ass scissors, and he just, you know, I should expel you both. It's like, the, it's like hey. Calm yeah, he, he turned into a whole different character. It was like, wait a minute, are you Ghostface? Well, I mean, he could be. So he's like, you both this man, get out. <laughs> so then, why is he fucking around with these damn? He start fucking around with the damn uh, mask and everything, playing around and shit. And <laughs> yeah, scared, scared himself in the damn mirror and, and everything. It's like you dumbass. So that's when the whole thing with him seeing Fred because somebody knocking on the door, running back and forth, knocking on the door. Like he fed up at this point. He go back in the office, scares himself in the mirror again. He closes the door. And Ghostface comes from behind the door. And this look that's on this man's face. You know what? That was not him in character. I really do think Henry Winkler was legit scared because I might be wrong, but I don't. I think that was the first time he ever died in a movie. <laughs> Did you? I used to always say, I used to always say to my friends, I was like, you know, they killed Dr. Henry Winkler, right? They were like, stop <laughs> saying that. I said, Did you hear the way he was hollering? That ain't no actor. They really just killed this man. <laughs> Legit scared. <gasps> I was like, why is he screaming? Like, is it because he just got stabbed and it's hot? I said, what? <laughs> I said, no. die in peace. I don't want to hear all that noise. No, that man was legit 
scared. So, I want to know how did that? How did they have a human body posted up like that? That was a that, your body got to really be contorted to do some shit like that. I, I don't know, but so so that whole thing happened. But before that actually went down, that scene when Stu is cracking fucking jokes, of course, and the whole thing with Billy coming back to the school. Now, okay, he comes back to school, runs in the seat and everything, and she's like, ah, I, I can't deal with you right now, like, and everything, because now you're giving off weird vibes at this point. So she runs off, goes to the bathroom, and this damn chili that's in the bathroom ain't shit, because she's talking, she talking all this shit about the fact that what if she made all this up, and what if she snapped, and because and, she wanted, you know, fame and all this type of stuff, and I'm like, because this is actually where that theory that I have that at some point Sydney has to be revealed as the killer. And what's crazy about this, this, this chili basically says what, I'm, what I've been thinking. That her mind finally snaps because of all the stuff that she went through. And she eventually is revealed as the killer. So That would have been point, the way to go. That, that, that would have been an interesting place. I still say we can do this. Take we still can do that. Yeah, I mean. All the, all the shit that she's been through now, <laughs> you definitely can do that. But, but then so the the two girls they leave out sitting in the stall crying, like, who, 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 who are y'all bullying me? You know, type of thing. What's wrong with you? You are you are a bully. Only bullies joke about shit like this. <laughs> what is how she was looking? Come on, but. So she's so she come out the stall, she's standing there, she kinda wiping away her tears and everything, and I hear Sydney. The fuck? <laughs> uh, there a ghost in here? What the fuck going on? So she naturally, of course, she looked down to see anybody in the stall? Nobody in the stall. Like, all right. Then also you see them big ass black boots. And it's all oh, shit. Here we go again. So they really were trying to get Sydney out the paint. Cause she did, she gets attacked like three times before we get to the house. Yeah. They only they the uh, ghost face on her ass. So again, this is fucking Stu because clumsy, <laughs> and she do this damn baseball slide underneath to get out of the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, he like oh, oh no, <laughs> it's so Stu. Yeah. Stu doing also the leg work. Yeah, cause Billy like yeah, I, you know I gotta play it cool and everything. So it's like what the fuck? So yeah, she had to get attacked in the bathroom. So. Okay, so we get to the scene at the damn video store, which it brings back memories to me because, like I told you, I worked at fucking Blockbuster for six years. So this was me. I'm, I'm definitely somewhat like a Randy-ish type. Well, at least, well, up to a certain point because I ain't like a madman like he was yelling in the damn store. Everybody's a suspect and all this shit. Cause Stu show up fucking with him and everything. It's like, and then question like, well, what if it's a father, man? Why they can't find a pops? That's like, okay. Granted, that comes back later. And then it's funny. Randy is the one to say that it's Billy. He even says it. Mm-hmm. And it's like he said it more than once. He said it also to at school when they were outside. Yes. And it's like nobody really paying him no attention. It's like, man, Billy. I mean, Randy. Randy was smarter, and I think that's why they got him out the paint in the second because Randy was too smart. Randy would figure this shit out. You can't have given away the movie. Exactly. So, and lo and behold, Billy shows up at the movie theater. 
at, at the video store. And this scene right here basically foreshadows the end. Because Randy's in the middle, you got Stu behind him, Billy's in the front, and the way they talking is almost identical to how they, they acting with Sydney at the end. Yeah, because they basically got him in a sandwich, and uh, Billy is Billy is acting whole different character now. Because yeah. he's being kind of like, "Oh, what the fuck were you talking about? What about me? What's going on?" And all this shit. And they got oh, like, "Oh, we know you the killer. You know, uh-huh. your crazy ass didn't snap or something. You watch too many horror movies and everything." And then you know he leaves, and he's like, "How you know that's not he's like you telling me that's not a killer?" And Stu like, oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. and all that silly shit. So, so the school, okay, so school gets canceled and everything, got a curfew and all this and everything like that. Why does Stu want, okay, whether or not he was the killer or not, who says, hey, everybody come to my house for a party? Oh, it was lit. People are getting killed. The town is being terrorized. Hey, everybody, come to my house for a party. All right. No, I think I'm going to sit this one out. (laughs) But y'all do y'all. So, of course, everybody ended up going. Of course, Billy's not there. Randy was really trying to uh, ease up on sitting. Catch that. Randy was like really like yeah. he had to try to talk to me like yeah you know this is you know yeah this is a Spider Man and da, 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 you know that type of thing like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and she was like oh oh yeah probably thinking like you know Randy's a nice guy you know he's not creepy like Billy you know that type of thing like oh because who knows maybe maybe uh, Randy had a chance you never know we'll never know well I mean they was in college for a year so. Man, nobody was fucking with him with that goofy ass old patch. Well, he did say he, he lost his virginity to some some fat chick. So again, yeah. did you see that soul patch? Nobody <laughs> fucking with him. That boy crazy. <laughs> so, all right, so everybody's there. Gail and Kenny come pulling up in this big ass clunky ass uh, TV van, like nobody gonna see this, and they parking all the way over. This is a damn TV news van. We inconspicuous. Ain't nobody gonna notice. Right. So she showed up, but then because Dewey drop off uh Tatum and um and Sydney. They're like, I'm gonna be uh, you know, checking the perimeter thing, you know, all this type of stuff. So he goes out there to where Gail is, and it's like, okay, if he see y'all out here, you trying to tell me these, these damn kids don't see y'all sitting out here, but okay. So here is the first time, like, where it's like, well, maybe Dewey is kind of suspicious. Because he's acting, because his demeanor changes anytime he's with Gail. He, he's not acting like overtly goofy with her. And nope. it's, like, okay, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe he is. And Gail's like, okay, well, this is my way to get inside. I'm going to plant a camera in here, you know, see what's going on with these kids. So they go inside and Tatum is pissed. <laughs> what the fuck is she doing here? He's like, damn, calm down. Like she's with me. <laughs> that look, <laughs> why does he she's with me? 
Like, damn, Dewey, calm down, man. So, so she walking around just looking like, okay, yeah, all right. Uh, this is a good place to put this camera right here where the VCR is. All right, yeah, nice to see you. All right. Okay. So, while all that is going on, because this is where everything just kind of started going wild. Did we skip a whole lot of stuff? Well, we kind of did. Okay. But we but but we circling back to stuff too. So okay, I was just wondering because I'm like I'm still furious about when uh, Tatum and Sydney were at the grocery store, and Ghostface was there and nobody saw him. So, but see, that's the problem because at this point you got a bunch of people just running around town in damn Ghostface outfits. Oh, you knew, that makes sense. Because I was getting mad every time I see this. I'm like, nobody going to say nothing? Like, I, I just saw him. And see, I, okay, so I think that's one reason why, the t- like, the sheriff in the town decided to, like, with the curfew, because there's too much, like, shenanigans going on in the town at this point. With people just running around with the ghost. You got these random ghost face showing up, and then you got the actual killer doing his thing, terrorizing people. So it's like, you know, we're going to lock this shit down. So okay, now you know what that makes sense. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, you know, you know the difference between you and me. I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what was going on with that. You got the real ghost faces. You got these these off-bred ghost faces just running around. So, so yeah, like I said, that whole thing, and that's why they decided the whole curfew crap. But like I said, why the fuck they decide oh we're gonna have a party and do all this silly shit knowing what's going on and why are the kids they don't give a fuck some of them found out the hard way but um but so so uh why everything going on billy end up showing well they watch yeah they watching movies and shit but then billy shows up and yeah okay so he show up why does Sydney all of a sudden has a change of heart? Oh, I want to talk to you now. I think because she's in the mindset of I she's thinking, oh, with everything that's happened, I know now 100 percent it's not you. Right. So that's where that change of heart comes in there. I don't I, I'm I'm not sure what the drastic change of I want you to beat these cheeks come from. But yeah, she gets to that point to you know she want to have sex now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess so. That's a little. That's a little too far. Because I'm like, how do we get to the sex thing? I get you forgive him, and you don't think it's him, but you ready to have sex? I guess. Yeah, so you go from PG thirteen relationship to rated X. Oh, okay. You skipped a couple of ratings there. Girl, mm-hmm. All right. So okay. Gotta talk about Tatum's death scene. One, Stu sends her to the garage to get more beer. She goes into the garage and she okay, turn on the light, it lets up the garage. It feels like okay, so the so the light in the garage is on the same damn switch. Okay, whatever. So she gets the beers, the door. To the house slowly closes, but you don't see who's closing the door. Cause that door, the way that door is, it's like it's not gonna close by itself. So like, okay, some silly shit going on. She gets spooked out because the random ass cat comes out of nowhere, scaring her half to death. 
runs through the through the little pet door. So she gets like about six beers, so her hands is full. And then she goes there knocking on now. Why is she tapping on the door? I would have been like, hey, I'm in here, goddammit. it, get me out of here. <laughs> Nobody don't hear shit. So she's like, ah, okay. Smart move. Let me let the garage up. I just have to walk around the whole goddamn house to get back in, but oh well. She about to go through. Next thing you know, garage get let back down. You turn around. Ghost face is standing there in this shiny ass suit. This thing was shimmering. I'm like, what the fuck? What is this? Like, what is this? Velvet? What is that? So she so she's like, all right, Randy. And that's okay, that's another thing. Cause when, when Sydney got the phone call at, at home, she thought it was Randy on the phone. Tatum think this is Randy dressed up. Why is everybody assuming it's Randy? Good question. So, so she's like, "All right, Randy, you know, stop playing around." It's like, "Oh, so you playing Ghostface? So I'm, I'm gonna be helpless little victim." He just shaking his head like, "Uh huh." Like, but no, Mister Ghostface, I want to be in the sequel. Like, all right, if they do, knife comes out. Why does she just stand there and let this man slice her arm? Yeah, she does. Yeah, that was a odd choice, I guess. Because I guess she thought it was Randy and nothing was going to happen. But at this point, you got to think you can't trust nobody. Exactly. So he sliced the arm. She dropped all these damn beers. Oh, oh no. You know, type of thing. She starts stumbling all around. Now, anytime I see this scene, I always think about that damn scene from scary movies when they spoof it with the big chick trying to get through the damn door and the whole thing comes crashing down. But why did Tatum really think that she was gonna squeeze? Even though she was tidy, but still that door was too small for her to shimmer through. So she I, get you know what I'm lost on? I'm why would Stu kill his girlfriend? Because at this oh, point, you know what? Never mind. I know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. But also, too, never this mind, is the part where you got to start getting you got you got to start getting rid of me because think because okay, think about this even from movie movie standpoint. It's been a long time. Okay, it's been a long time since the principal got killed, and that was that was like a random kill, which I think that was Billy that did that. Um, because he did it in a very methodical way. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Stu did all the work. Oh. I'm gonna be honest. I just think he did all he did all, because if the the goal is for Billy not to get caught, if Billy get hot, if Billy gets if Billy gets caught, what happens with the plan? Okay, the re okay, the reason why I say it was Billy that killed the principal because Stu left with um Tatum and Sydney. That's when he was like, you know, party at my house. He left the school with them. So mm, unless we find out in the fifth one they had a third person with him. <laughs> well that we just didn't know about. <laughs> well, I mean, the second movie, it was supposed to be that. It was supposed to be this scene where after everything happened that it was supposed to go like pan up to the damn bell tower and it was supposed to be somebody in a ghost face mask just watching mm. but they scrapped that so and then too i mean 
it, a theory has been out there that what if Sydney's father was like involved in everything in a way. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess I guess I can I I could see that playing out, but uh, it, I I don't know with the payoff. I mean, are you paying off of the people that's been there from the beginning? Or are you trying to get a new audience? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a lot of people that's gonna have to go back and watch the first one, and and maybe that's what they hoping for. We bring you know bring them out now that's on the streaming networks that people will go back and watch it before yeah. they see the fifth one. And and then the craziest thing is that there's a certain section of the fan base that that believes that Stu is not dead. So, I mean, I don't know how we got this big ass <laughs> fat back TV smashed on his damn head, but all right, if y'all believe me, yeah, yeah. I think I think Stu out the paint. <laughs> hey, all right, I don't know how you figure that. This man got a damn <laughs> 50. 50 pound TV smashed on his yeah, head. I, I hate to tell y'all, back in the day, them TVs were heavy as shit. <laughs> hey, look, you had that thing sitting on the corner of the thing row. Oh, no. You know, he was screwed. You get two, three people to carry it, pick that shit up. <laughs> and don't be moving it. You got you to gotta go up a flight of stairs with no shit. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Tatum. She gets smashed in the damn um, garage. And what I'm trying to figure out, where exactly is this garage? Like, where is it positioned from the house to where nobody I, sees it? I don't know, because when you look at the house from the front, you don't see the garage. So I'm like, what? I guess it's on the side. But I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. But you try to say, okay, so, okay, if nobody inside is hearing it, Shouldn't Kenny, who's outside in the damn van, hear it at least? Not if it's on the side or in the back. <sighs> he can't remember they, their their van is parked a little bit of a distance away from the house. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, you're right. This motherfucker so, snacking with the door closed. But it's still. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Job. 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 But okay. But but going back to that. So you find out that that video camera that um Gail put in the house. It's a 30 second delay of the footage that he's seen. It's like shit. This technology is some bullshit. In 30 second delay. <laughs> Pretty like, much. Like, god damn. That's what that is why she was a tabloid reporter at that time. Cause that's the equipment she was using. So so um Gail and Dewey decides to go walk off, you know, kind of patrol in the perimeter because Dewey trying to get some cheeks and everything. Let's say Dewey, Dewey was not as stupid as people make him out to be. He knew what he was doing. Oh yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing. So they all walk it. And I always like that line. And I always feel like this was David Arquette and Courtney Cox, not Gail and, and Dewey, because he's like, you know what that uh constellation is on this? She's like, no what? Like I don't know. That's why I was asking you. <laughs> and they kind of laugh about it. And I feel like that was just some bullshit that he was just saying and she did that made her laugh and that's probably like oh david he's so funny and this thing you know they got mad but um so yeah they off doing their own shit and back in the house they watching halloween randy going through the whole thing about jamie lee curtis which is kind of funny because it's basically summarizing sitting in a way and all that stuff 
which is kind of weird, but you know, and I'm glad you said that he couldn't be in the second one because what would happen, you know, they had to get him out the paint because what people would be like, oh, whatever he says is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he yeah. was calling everything. Yeah. Because even later on, when, when he's like, it was, it's Stu, it's this, you know, it's Stu and everything. How did he figure that out that it was Stu? We don't see it. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. See? But he figures it out. But I, I mean, well, we'll talk about the scene in a minute, but I, I think that's how he figures, figures it's Stu. But so they going through the whole thing about. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis showing she don't show her breast in a movie until Trading Places, which he's actually right. That is the first time you do see her breast in Trading Places with goofy ass Dan Aykroyd. Just, oh, Jesus Christ! But um, so they all are talking. Next they know, get a phone call. Now, who the hell called? I'm trying to figure out who called him first of all, but it's to let them know that they found the principal body strung up on the on the goalpost. So these random ass extras that's still at the house, they decide to roll out because they want to go see the principal dead body. It's like, y'all some <laughs> kids in this town are just goofy. But whatever. So they leave and everything. Uh Gail and Dewey, they walking down the street. It's like, I'm like going too fast. So they got so he got a damn near dive and take her with him out the way. Cause these kids just gonna about to run their ass over. Pretty much, they about to kill their ass. And you, you, you catch this little slick line there that, that Dewey say when he lands on top of game. <laughs> something about basically something about like about putting it in and everything. It's like what? Like this man was he, he was why? Like you just met this lady. You are like all right, that's okay. So while they on the ground, they look over, they see um. Neil Prescott car. Like, oh shit. Cause now you're thinking, oh, maybe it was the father the whole time. You know, his maybe he snapped because it was his wife that got killed a year ago and everything. So they try to rush back to the house. Uh Sydney and uh Billy, they upstairs. You know, they didn't have sex. They putting back their clothes, they kind of talking everything. Yeah. If we did not think that if we still thought that Billy was the killer at this point. This right here gave us no, he's not the killer because Ghostface shows up and stab, stab, stab. <laughs> Sydney. Ah. You know, he falls out. He done for. So we get this whole chase and everything with her and the, and the killer. And this is how you know it's really Stu because clumsy. Now this is his house now. How is he letting this girl outsmart him in his own house? Good question. <laughs> this is his house. Like you should know the ins out of your own house. Like you let this girl get outsmart you in your own goddamn house. But okay, that's how you do it, Stu. So she she ends up okay. I gotta got this fucking winner, you know everything. He grabs her to a damn Shane McMahon off the damn uh, Titan Tron. <laughs> luckily, luckily there was nothing in the back of that boat because her back would have been all fucked up so she rolls out she looks up because she on the ground she looks up see Tatum dead like oh shit then she get up take off run 
So he goes back downstairs. Randy is the only one in the damn living room. And I always like this scene because because they always talk about how how meta this movie is. If anything to prove how meta this is, you got Jamie Kennedy as Randy watching Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, and he's sitting there, Jamie behind you. And literally, Ghostface is walking in the room behind him. And he said, Jamie, behind you. <laughs> right. He's so drunk. It ain't like this is his first time seeing a movie. <laughs> he knows the movie, but he's drunk. And he's still thinking like, oh, I can change it. So, I can change the outcome. Yeah, right. So while all that's going on, you hear um, Sydney yelling and everything. And Ghostface is like, oh, shit. Oh, let me shimmer away. So, and I think this is where it starts, where he real, it's like, I always felt like there's something missing with that because Ghostface backs out of the room and takes off. And she runs to the van, see Kenny, and he's like, oh, what, okay, what the fuck was Kenny going to do? What, what was he Good question, do? bro. Because he didn't like he was ready to square up at all. <laughs> but he was like, oh, shit, it's a 30-second delay to the house. He turned around and looked. The front door wide open. So, yeah, I think it was a thing of... Uh... 36, 30 second delay in my in the house. Not, not realizing that that delay means they are already in front of you. <laughs> pretty much because his ass turned around and oh no. Throat gets slit. He starts bleeding out. But before, as he's dead, he's like, out the back, basically pointing. So she closed though. He did kind of stab Sydney in the arm a little bit. Now, unlike now, okay. See. Now, clearly, this space to get out in the back of that, that van was a lot smaller than that doggy door that, that, that Tatum was trying to fit through. But somehow, Sydney fits through this small space, and Tatum couldn't get through that doggy door. But okay. I'm like, so, but that's, that's one of those, if you, if you look, if you lean into it too much and start peeling back stuff, plot holes, you know, type of thing. So she gets out of there. And she take off because that's one thing about Sydney be booking, unlike Casey at the beginning, you know, that slow ass takeoff that she had. But anyway, oh, um, she leaves and run off. Now, this is where I think um, Randy figures out that it's stupid because we don't know exactly where Randy is at this point in time at first because Gail shows back up and gets in the van and the, you're like okay why the windshield is covered why is it like, what, what is this what is this shit on the windshield that's the blood Ugh. it's like god damn it but then randy shows up at the door like hey she started beating the hell out of him and, ah! <laughs> why, why did he scream ah! <laughs> he falls down and everything then you see where Kenny, okay, he, Ghostface puts Kenny on the top of the damn van. It's like, when the hell do you have time to do that and run yo, around with Sydney? Yo, that's the, that's the number one question my wife got. She was like, hold on, how are they able to hang people in trees, position all these people in these certain ways? Because, like she said, neither guy, they don't look like the you know, weak, but that's some work to do all that shit they were doing. Ain't nobody see you. Exactly. Okay, look. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he's tall, but he ain't had no damn muscle. 
Cause we see him running around that sweater. That shit and the pair that, that fit he had on was baggy as all hell. So yeah. <laughs> so Gail takes on and she's like, Kenny, I'm sorry, but you gotta get on my fucking wish here. And just slaying his body off into the damn damn grass and everything. Okay, why the hell does she lose control? Well, she lose control because she can't see. But it's like, just stop the fucking van. Why the hell are you hitting the gas and just kept going to go crash into a damn tree? Like, all right. Get, get, She's Gail. wild. Enough. Yeah, Gail was doing too much. If she could have got out of there. She, she really could have. So, Sydney had hid in um, Dewey's um, cop car and everything. Because she's trying to call she trying to call the police. Because when she went to go back to the house, see Dewey come out of there. Because he had went in the house. He's looking around. Next thing you know, he coming out. He got stabbed in the back. So I'm like, okay, Billy did that. It had, it had to be Billy because Stu was outside doing the shit with Kenny. Yeah. So, so yeah. Like I said, when you start like really thinking, okay, who did what? Yeah, Billy had to stab um, Dewey in the back. He comes out, Sydney falls out. Now you know, at this point, like the original thing was Dewey was supposed to be dead. He, oh yeah, who? Why? Who, I want to know how they got talked out of that. Uh, because when they did like the test screening and everything like that, he was a mm-hmm. fan favorite. So there's like ah uh, okay. It's like uh, we got to bring him back. So that's why they get that scene at the end when he's getting carried off on the stretcher. They're like, yeah, oh, I'm all right. You know, type of thing. But yeah, at that particular point, after he after he fall out, he's supposed to be dead. So so Dewey's out the paint. Ghostface takes the knife, comes out to see, has, she hides in the, um, in, uh, in his truck. Now, he has, now Ghostface has the keys. Decides to creep, like play these little games. So that's how you know it's Stu doing all this goof because he's playing games. Decides to creep in from the back. She turns around, beats the hell out of him, and all that. She falls. Now, why the hell she fell out the damn truck? First of all, she just got out and ran, but she falls out. She, she gets up and starts going towards the house, and then out of nowhere, Sydney. I'm trying to figure, okay, when did Randy hurt his knee? When he fell? I don't know. He... No, I remember. Because, like I say, it's certain stuff missing. Maybe outside. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's certain stuff missing with Randy. Because, like I say, the last time you see Randy is when Sydney is yelling, Ghostface leaves out. We don't see Randy again until he... he Pull up next to the van trying to talk to Gail, and Gail beat the shit out of him in the face, and he falls down. But when you see him after that, he's limping. So I'm like, okay, so what the hell happened to him? But well, he holding his leg. Stu come running out. It's like, it's him. It's, they, they basically blaming each other, and she's pointing the gun at both. She's just like, you know what? Fuck you both. And <laughs> slam the door in the ass, which was the right thing to do because at that point you can't trust nobody. So next thing you know. God damn! How the hell is okay? We at this point, like, how is Billy alive? 
because we saw this man get stabbed. He come, oh, oh, oh. Sydney, oh, struggling and everything. And it's like, okay, you ain't as hurt as you was making out to be when you got laid out earlier, but all right. So it's like, give me the gun. It's like, oh, he's still out there. Just give me that. So student disappeared. He lets Randy in. It's like, oh, thank God. You know, I, you know, it's a good thing. I thought I was going to die. Oh, yeah. Blast. Why does this man fly across this table like this? Yo. <laughs> why, why, why does he fly across that table like he got threw off a goddamn balcony or something? The man was giving it his all, man. That's all I know. <laughs> them damn, with them damn red shoes. But so then you then this is when it's like, oh shit, he really is a goddamn killer. And he tastes like pig syrup and licks it. It's like, oh shit. So she started mm-hmm. backing up. Who then crept their ass around the back of the house and came in? Stupid. So just like that, like that scene at the video store. In a sandwich again. And this is when everything gets revealed. So I'm gonna let you take this. This whole thing, because I know you want to talk about this. Whole oh, no. Thing. No, 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 no. Go ahead and take it. I'll ask afterwards. I'll ask the question afterwards. All or right. I'm just going to say what I feel afterwards. Okay. So this is when we get this whole, you know, Bond villain reveal. You know, I'm going to reveal my master plan. Keep your ass alive. I'm going to reveal my master plan and all this shit. And that's when we realized, yeah, Billy was crazy as shit. Because mm-hmm. we we find out through all this whole thing that they actually killed Maureen Prescott. They they basically framed Cotton Weird because she was having an affair with Cotton. So he was just an easy mark to blame for the whole thing. And the whole reason behind it is because Billy found out that Maureen was fooling around with his dad because Maureen was slinging her stuff all over town. Like she was Sharon Stone. And let's face it, see it. Your mother's no Sharon Stone. It's like, God damn it. Y'all, y'all ain't shit, but okay. And this is, it's like, so basically you, you plotted this for two years. Two years. Two! Two years. Kill Maureen. Frame Cotton. It's like, well, what the hell did, like, okay, did Cotton live there? Like, who in this town knew Cotton Weary? Like, oh, he's just passing through or something. Or she was like just hooking up with him randomly on the weekends. We never know. But anyway, frame Cotton, go through all this hook. You get with Sitting. So I, I always make one. Okay, were they boyfriend and girlfriend before the killing, or did he hook up with her just for this whole master plan plot? I don't know. Yeah, because that's even kind of like you, you never really know. It's like, okay, well, were they together before? And then he found out that his his dad and her mom was fooling around. Or did you just find it out and then all of a sudden, hey, sitting, you know, I like you, da 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 this thing, no, we should we should start, you know, going together. And then, oh, kill mom. You know, type of thing. It always made I don't you know, I just I don't know, but so you get this whole thing, and that's when they start talking about 
movies and everything like this. This is basically Wes Craven talking because around that time, you know, the whole thing about how, you know, entertainment is, is bad for the youth and all that type of stuff. That's basically like message, you know, type of thing. Yeah. So these fools is like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We basically going to kill you. We're going to frame your dad as because we got him, we got his ass tied up like uh, fucking Ving Rhames and Pulp Fiction. <laughs> and everything. That's what they that's what it looks like they're gonna do. But um you got that whole thing. Basically the dad's gonna be the killer. We're gonna be the su- survivors to tell the tale. And yeah, everybody else dies. And we're gonna get away with this. And there's nothing you can do about it, type of thing. And you realize because of how they are, it's like, oh, and it's not even said, it's more insinuated that Billy and Stu was actually a thing. They were actually lovers. That's my theory. I don't know who ever ever thought about that. I don't know has it been said before. All I know that in 2022, me watching this movie, that's absolutely what it is. Because let me tell you something. Friendship has a limit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I be that. I be that. Because I'm not doing certain things. I, okay. Certain things I will do to a certain point for a friend. But what he was trying to do for his friend, no, they were they were absolutely lovers. Yeah. And I think the only reason why it just wasn't said was because it was 1996 and people were trash. Yeah. That's pretty much the reason why. And I'm just like, yeah, they doing a lot for you. Because at the end of the day, why? Why, Stu? Why are you doing this? Well, like he said, peer pressure. That's what he says. But, yeah, I get what, I tell, but what did I tell you earlier? He uses jokes to deflect. Yes. No, you, y'all, y'all, y'all was in love. Well, yeah, you was in Well, Stu, you was in love. I don't think Billy loved you so much. Yeah, I think Billy used him, you know, as far as he can go. You can, good Lord, just tell it how he was stabbing him. <laughs> you know, I, he just, just hack him. I'm starting to get a little woozy here, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. So. So it's like, it's like, what the hell is going on here? So, yeah, they, you know, that whole thing have you know is going down, and while they talking to her, because they so into you know basically just, ooh, we got you, bitch, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. They don't realize the gun is gone. Cause Stu, uh, cause Billy's like, get the gun. He turned. He's like, uh. <laughs> we got a problem here. Yeah, Matthew would have played it so good. So, like what? It's like uh, the guns. Like, Billy called what? Next thing you know, it's Gail, and he's like, "I thought you said she was dead. Yeah, she looked dead to me. She kind of still does, actually." <laughs> it's like shit. You know, she did look all beat up. So she's like, "I got you, bastards!" And everything like this. And so he's like, "Oh, Gail gonna be the hero." 
she don't realize the goddamn safety is is on. She started clicking and goes like, "Oh shit!" So basically, Billy, why? Okay, why the hell does he back her out the door and then hit her ass with a big boot? <laughs> she fucking falls out and lay next to next to Dewey. So she had to think. Yeah, I th- oh, I. I think that was something that's supposed to be a little symbolic. Her and Dewey always gonna be together. And I was like, "What? Why did he just hit her in the house? This is dumb." Second, like backs her out the house with that damn Hulk Hogan boot. Like, oh, like shit. So I, you know what? I'm gonna say this: they got a little bit too happy with, like, that era just was too happy with violence against women. Men violence hitting women just. Ugh. I get it. They just some. Stuff was over the top. So, so okay. So once again, both of them is putting too much focus onto one thing. Because while both of them are focused on Gail, Sydney's disappeared. Yeah, they they're not good at this at all. Especially not working together. It seems like they better. Yeah. Well, at least Billy better working by himself and and. Stu is only good when he got on the damn ghost face mask because he ain't shit when he oh, ain't or, or we'll say this. They're not good at because they near the finish line. Yeah. I think what it was, they were celebrating five yards before the end zone. That's what it was. That, that, that's what happened. They were celebrating five yards before the end zone and mm-hmm. Sydney came and hit the ball out before they got to the end zone. Because they, they were out here, you know, prime time high stepping and shit. So so she didn't disappear. She didn't got the voice box too. So she started fucking with them and everything. And oh, Billy is mad. Why are you not bitch? <laughs> he ran around just smashing us the stew right here. I, I think I'm dying. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, you know what? He's joined the damn bad club because he was damn bad. So so she calls on the phone and she fucking with him and everything. So Billy. Billy's talking to her. He's talking shit. And he's like, here, talk to her. Talk to her. He's like, hello? He's like, so Sydney's like, yeah, you know, okay, Billy has a reason. What, but what is the reason? You know, my mom and dad is going to be so bad at me. <laughs> <laughs> what? He was wild. That's why I say, yo, he had to play two characters. It, like, it, I, I don't think that's easy. I, I really don't think that's easy. No, it's not. Yeah, he he proves it too, and so he's, ba- he's basically the Joker. Oh God, that's basically <laughs> what he is. Well, is he the Joker or is he Two Face? No, he's the Joker because you know Joker can crack jokes like for thirty minutes and then just snap, you know, just snap and do something crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, depending on which version of Harvey, yeah, did, yeah, he, he do the same. He do the same. Well, yeah, that's true too. I mean, I guess. That's just since I've been rewatching the animated series. Harvey was crazy even before he got there. Got his face blowed up. So yeah. But anyway, so this scene, okay, so when when uh Billy takes the phone and then he slams it like he throws it back because it's one of them phones with the damn cord on it. What's that, right? People that don't remember house phones that have the damn cord on them. And it snaps back and it hits Matthew Lillard. And he says, you hit me with the phone, dick. <laughs> right? I don't, I don't think he was supposed to 
he he wasn't. Even fault. He wasn't. And that was him really saying saying this shit. But he just never did. Yeah. You hear me with the phone, Dang. <laughs> so, so he he tried to figure out what the fuck going on. So so then we get to the point where Sydney now is basically in control. She she fucking with them. And she ends up getting into this damn street fight with Stu. And I'm trying to did, did he hit her with a drop toe hole or some shit? That's how she fell, I think. Cause I, cause I, yeah, I don't remember no drop toe hole. I feel like I would remember that shit. I, it's it's something that happened because she ended because both of them ended up on the floor, but she ended up getting up and that's how he ended up like down on the floor. And then that's when she got up, and then that's when she slammed the TV down on his head. But I, he did something because I was like, yeah, I'm like why, why the fuck is it M? Um, Mid South wrestling move he just did. Like what the fuck is happening to him? But so. She gets Stu out of the paint and everything, and but I like I said, I still don't know how people feel like Stu is still alive. But okay, if y'all want to, if y'all want to believe that, all right. So then Billy, who just refuses to fucking die, because he ends up getting shot, because he ends up getting um Sydney and start beating the shit out of him. This time, Gail remembers to take the damn safety off. She shoots his ass in the shoulder. He's like, oh, 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 oh this is not how it's supposed to end. You know, type of thing. So, wait, no, I skipped over Randy. Oh, oh him just popped getting up. <laughs> yeah, okay. He should, like I said, the way his ass went through that table, his ass should have been dead. Like, oh, Sydney, you know, it's a good thing I'm a virgin. Billy comes. I want to hear this shit. Knock his ass out, and then that's when he was about to kill Sydney. And that's when Gail shows up, shoots him in the shoulder. He ah, oh, oh, white t-shirt, all bloody, and everything. And then he's supposed to be dead, and they all hovered over him. And of course, Randy, the smartest one in the room, you know, if this was a horror movie, this you know the killer come back for one final scare, and then of course he ripped out. He's playing dead, so he hears what Randy said. I would have just continued to play dead. I would have. Right. He ha, and Sydney's like, "Not today, bitch!" Shoot his ass in the head. Like, What's she say? Not in my movie. <laughs> like, all right, John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> I get that one line. That's what it was. Not in my movie. And everybody, but before the movie actually goes off, gotta get, gotta remember one last thing. The dad. Hey, don't forget about me over here. I'm oh, tied up. Shit. Somebody help me. <laughs> oh, Dad. You okay? He's like, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. I know y'all forgot about me. Shit. But, but I'm, I'm all right. God damn. Your mother forgot about me. Now you forgetting about me. Shit. <laughs> and that's the last time we see her dad in this entire series, too. So, yeah. so that, that theory could hold up. It could. He's been the mastermind behind everything. He went and got Debbie Salt. He went and got uh, Maureen's illegitimate uh, son. He probably convinced uh, Jill, you know, kill your cousin. <laughs> you know, some shit like he, He's the Seth Lord. <laughs> he even manipulated everything behind the scenes. 
boy. They no, did. you know the scene playing right now when old girl she did a uh, she did like a monkey flip. So, uh, oh yeah, so yeah, what's some old wrestling shit? Monkey it was like a monkey flip. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was a spinning toe. I know it was uh, something else. <laughs> monkey flip. Good lord, that's even worse. Shit, because he came running and she just kind of like rolled that shit. <laughs> so, so yeah. So we get this this fight. Okay, Gail went through all this shit. She still decides they get some random ass cameraman because her cameraman dead. This man in a body bag get loaded in their wagon. She got some random cameraman. Still got a bloody face. And like, oh, you know what? Fuck it, we're gonna do this shit live. Yeah, here you know in Woodsboro, she doing a damn news report. The sun's coming up. Dewey getting carted off in the ambulance and everything. She doing a damn live news report outside Stew House, and that's how the movie goes off. Yeah, good lord, dog. I, I, I look, man. This is an A plus movie. My own. If I had to critique one thing about this movie, just one thing, I think you could shave some stuff off the third act. Time. You could. I, I'm not sure what. Cause then that's when you gotta look, start looking at scenes and stuff like that. But I feel like it could have been shaved like maybe five to seven minutes off. Yeah, you you could, but but it's like okay, but where do you take it off? Do you take off where they're kind of like playing around with her? Um, I think you don't have to always go back to Randy. I think you can drop one of those scenes and have him do a one instead of you cut one of those scenes. Keep the thing when he says uh, Jamie behind you. You could keep that. Uh, some scenes were just you know extended, like yeah. really super long, like the whole uh, after they have sex thing. Excuse me, that kind of like was I don't know. You know now I'm just I'm kind of nitpicking, but I felt like that the third act lasted a little bit longer than it should have. It's just little small things that you pick up, you probably can say, okay, this could have been like some minutes or three minutes could have been like two or three. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, 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 I got you. Yeah, it, because it, watching it again yesterday, you realize, okay, the movie Wait moved. a minute. Uh-oh. Alright, because the movie's playing while we're talking. What? What exactly happened to Dewey's arm? Because he's moving his arms as he's being rolled into the well. Ambulance. Okay, so the, well, like I told you, that scene that was just a last minute thing because his character was supposed to be dead. But the way they tell it in part two is that when he got stabbed, he suffered nerve damage. Oh, if you ever watched that part where he's rolling into the ambulance, he's moving both his arms fine. Yeah, but like I say, but whatever. That like, <laughs> but like I say, it, once again, that was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta film the scene, you know, we because we gotta make yeah, it live because okay. test audience they they love him they they want to keep him because he was supposed to be out the paint. Shoot, so yeah, he's gonna kill off the brother and the sister in both in the first movie. I'm like, god damn shit, but do we had to live? So I guess they they didn't like Tatum like that. So Tatum, that's why you didn't make the sequel. <laughs> you know what Tatum Tatum is the charade of this universe 
if you want to go house party route. Because oh boy, kid and play, yeah, 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 yeah. kid and play move on. Ironically, both of them have Sydney in it. Hmm, interesting. Shireen don't make it, so she was the Shireen of this of that foursome. So yeah, but yeah, that's 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 scream. Um. This movie, you know what? It's crazy watching it again. This movie does move rather fast, but like you say, that last, like the, the third act does kind of slow down a bit. But I guess we had to get that whole master plan thing and all that thrown in there, and then just to extend it with Sydney being the one that's, you know, giving it to them at this point. Because really, Wes Craven kind of paid homage to his own movie, Last House on the Left, with that with Sydney being the one that turns the table on them. Which he did the original last half of the left and that movie is crazy as shit. But yeah. Um yeah, that's great. Screen is dope, man. Like I I I you know as we were doing this I saw people putting up their polls. You are right. Some people do think um this the second one is the best one. I actually saw two people that I, had it. I number I mean, one I, on their list. I'm gonna talk about it next week. Um I like it. I can I can even understand why people would like it, but I mean I the first one it, the first one is the best one. I will say this about the second one. And I only think people who uh, watch movies like, like really, and do podcasts like me will understand what I'm saying. And this is no knock on anybody. Like, they may understand what I'm saying. You may not. I think Scream 1 like I said has a dream, dream team cast because everybody plays their position so well. Like nobody is out of position. But I do think that Scream 2 the actors and actresses are better, if that makes any sense. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, well, okay. The the Holy Trinity, as we refer to them, they're more grounded in those roles. And then look at who surrounds them. You got you got Jerry O'Connell. You got Timothy mm-hmm. Oliphant. You right. You got Elise Neal. Keep in mind that you got Portia De, De Rossi. And Rebecca Gayhart, who just show up as sorority girls, that you you kind of forget they even in the movie, but they're in the movie. Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, who I feel her, she they do her so wrong in this damn in that damn movie. Yeah, she was just look, look. This was a Passover to get to. Uh, I know what you did last summer. <laughs> they do her so dirty in that movie, especially with her death scene with the. He literally just yeet her out the window. <laughs> like, I, 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 I think, I think the second one is, as you know, you watch movies and they're supposed she's supposed to be in college. The main characters, the, you know, the Holy Trinity or whatever you want to call them, yeah. they've grown up, and yeah. you can visibly see they've grown up. But everybody else around them, the 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 other pieces around them are, are so good. Yeah, and this is a knock on the first one, but I think they're so good because it's people that we've seen before or seen it. You know what I mean? It's just it's something about I get why people say two 
They like two over one. I just think one all around. Like, it's nothing nothing like the first. Like, I love Diamond on Elm Street 3, but oh, yeah. I know it's nothing like the original. Yeah. It, you know, I almost put it into that. You could almost, it's crazy I'm making this comparison, but it's almost kind of sort of how people view Godfather and Godfather 2. Where yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. A a lot of consensus is Godfather 2 is is the better movie, but the Godfather, that cast, it's a you know, it's a tight-knit cast, and it's just a movie that it flows and like I said, you got it. That's what that's what that's exactly what it is. And we're not saying Godfather's not scream are the same. No. What we're saying is how people look at them. That's yes. exactly what I'm saying about Scream 2 and Scream 1. Or 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 even, I mean, kind of staying relatively in the horror genre, the way people view alien and aliens. You know, people tend to have more yeah. fun with aliens, but alien is another. It has a great cast. I'm actually this. Which one are you? Aliens what? or alien? Okay, so when I was a kid, it was aliens. But as uh-huh. I as I've gotten older, I go back to alien. Because of okay. that, that alien, I mean, that's a horror movie in space. And people people don't want to view it like that, but that's really what it is. It's a horror movie in space. And anytime I talk about the damn movie. I always talk about that shit with yap it coded and, and move, get out of the way, and and oh, let me square with his eight foot tall alien and bullshit. But you know, <laughs> but, yeah, Char- Charles has done got so big comments. Look, <laughs> okay, you know what? Alien, Alien Three could be a bad, meaning bad episode, especially the theatrical version. <laughs> you really got that right. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you motherfucker! You, know. <laughs> you motherfucker! Is that all you got? <laughs> this man shot the family. Bro, yo! <laughs> he took off the glasses and everything. You know what? Okay. <laughs> While we on the topic of this, real quick, Charles S. Dutton does that twice. Oh, he does that in Alien 3, and he does that in Mimic. It's like, oh, you know, I'm always tired of the black man self-sacrificing, but when Charles S. Dutton do it, he he goes out like, it didn't matter. The alien knew. He like, mean that shit. Like, the alien knew, like, shit, I had to really, like, man, I'm, I'm killing, but this motherfucker talking shit to me. And in Mimic, even when the damn roach get on top of him, he's still shooting, oh, you motherfucker, <laughs> until they clamp down on his face. But yeah, he his, his death scenes in the movie. You, you remember that shit? Charles is that don't. Charles, I was bro because he's 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 been consistently good for uh, even though like, everybody want to talk about all this live TV now. Y'all don't remember Rock was yeah. doing that for what a, a, almost Whole a season. season, just doing live episodes. Yeah, yeah, like nah, man. I'm still yeah, mad. we we gonna put some put respect on Charles. That's done. And I'm still mad that they, cause they canceled his show for Martin. When you think about that, it's like, 
And, I mean, yeah, you know, Martin uh, was a great show. They wanted to go. Yeah. Very hard. And it's like, because cause Rock was too real. And it was, yeah. I mean, he, was, he was preaching too much positive stuff. Yep. Especially that scene when Clifton Powell showed up as a drug dealer, because, you know, back then, that's all he was doing, <laughs> drug dealer rules. And that Yo, scene when man. he when he lightened to his ass and all that. And yeah, it just yoke his ass up. Yo, I was like, shit. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, for all that about Charles and that in surviving the game, he he ain't shit in that movie. <laughs> well, I mean, all of them was not shit in that movie because of what he was doing with Ice T. Yeah, oh yes. But Charles, but I think goofy ass gonna go along with that shit. I'm like, yeah, nah, this shit don't sound right. Well, the man, look, that man had been living outside for who knows how long, and you're right, you're right. The man was able to look. He wasn't thinking like, oh, these these people, they all they cool or whatnot. Till you realize, (laughs) run, nigger. (laughs) What? Oh shit! Pretty much. (laughs) Like oh shit. <laughs> but he, but then they realized, oh shit, we ain't just we ain't just got no random out here. <laughs> Mother was a damn, damn soldier. So, yeah, hmm. that's a bad meaning, bad potential episode. Hmm. Oh no, because <laughs> I mean, look, look for for everything you talk about, like okay, well, like when y'all did uh, Under Siege, you talk about Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones. You got Gary Busey and Rugger Howell. <laughs> so <I don't> know. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones was out of his mind in that movie. <laughs> but you got you got but keep in mind that's Gary Busey when he was still relatively normal. Surviving the game is when he then kind of went that other way. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right about that. But um, but uh, last thing. Okay, before we actually end this, last thing I want to talk to you about in regards to Scream is kind of crazy how Scream mm-hmm. for horror movies of that time is what kind of like what Matrix did a few years later. How it how those movies kind of changed the game, and it's kind of funny how you know all these years later you get. Matrix Resurrection, and now you're getting Scream Five. That these franchises are still around and still relevant and everything. Yeah, I think that's I I think that's the beauty of what they started with and what they grew with. That they had a generation of people that genuinely love these movies and and say what you want about Matrix Two and Matrix Three and you know, all the other Scream movies. People enjoy it. And when people enjoy it, and when there's a there's a market for it, you know Hollywood they gonna you know they gonna keep yeah. let it ride, you know they they because they could have easily said, all right, we rebooting both of these, but they were like, nah, we are gonna keep riding it out, and you know, and even to the point of, I wouldn't be surprised if Screen Five is similar in um, Resurrection as of somewhat, some fucking fun. Do you know? Because you know, of course, now everybody got jokes and you know, and all that other stuff. But they were already kind of doing it with the stab thing within the movie. And, and you know what? I hope 
one thing I hope that this movie does too, it has to acknowledge like how this whole thing about stab really works. Because we get like little snippets here and there about it, but it's like, okay, how does that really fit into the whole grand scheme of things? Because, yeah, we get stupid because, you know, this is the first movie without Wes Craven because, you know, he passed away, you know, back in, I think it was 2016 or 18 or 16. But so this is the first screen movie without him. And it's going to be weird not having him, but hopefully the directors who kind of, because I think Kevin Williamson wrote this one, I, I believe so. Oh, I, I hope so. Well, let me look. Let's hope. Let me look that up real quick just to make sure. Because, like I said, I think the team of Williamson and Craven is what really helped drive this this franchise too. Because Williamson, I mean, he, yeah. No, uh, I forgot. It's called Scream. Which, I, you know, that's one thing I hate about these sequel movies. That oh, let's let's name it. The same name of the original. Like, come on, man. Do that. Ooh. No, he's not. Scream 2021 and all that goofy stuff. He did it. Is some dude James Vanderbilt and Guy Busey that wrote this one. Ooh. Oh, okay. Interesting. So yeah, that's going Yeah, see, so let's say so you Kevin Williamson don't really have any type of involvement in it. Wes is unfortunately passed away. Well, um, the guys they did Cobra Kai where it's people who really enjoy these movies and, you know, go take care of it. Yeah, I mean, I hope so, but I mean, from the trailer, because what, what I've been doing a lot lately is, yeah, I watched the first trailer for a movie, but I, I try not to watch nothing else because, you know, as they get closer to when the movies start coming out, they start giving you way too much shit. And so I just try to go to them as blind as possible. Kind of like what I did with, with Spider-Man, No Way Home. And boy, well, well, I mean, that was a roller coaster. Um, and I really enjoyed um, that episode that, that you and Shaheed did. We all talked about it, too, because... Uh, yeah, that's 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 an emotional ass movie, and just how they. Because the way they they pieced all the all that stuff together, and hopefully, hopefully, the guys that are doing this, the writers that wrote it, and the director, because it's weird. You got two directors for this movie, and it's like, hmm, okay, so hopefully they. Oh, yeah, so yeah, because it could be one of those things with too many cooks in the kitchen, and yeah. I hope they all won, you know, won, you know, on the same square as far as what they want to do with it. Yeah, so hopefully, and and like we said earlier, it, I hope that the studio they, because I mean at this point, with the fact that COVID is coming back strong. I mean, you just look at like the cases, just how it's blowing up in places and stuff like that. It's coming back strong for everyone's sake. Because you you at the point now where you can't stop the release of the movie. This ain't this ain't like Morbius, which then got pushed to April first, you know, because it was supposed to come out at the end of the month. So you 
So you had time to make that decision. Okay, we're gonna push it out at least. But Scream, you 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 can't do that. You can't be oh well, we're gonna push because no, you already probably already sent it out to the theaters. It's already set, you know, and all that type of stuff. But it's not too late to say, hey, we'll give you the option to VOD, which y'all did all of last year with certain movies. So they can't be like, oh, we can't do that. Yeah, y'all did it all last year. You know, when people wasn't going to the movie theater, y'all did it. So you can do it again. I like, like we said too. Y'all put out there for twenty, no, twenty bucks. Yeah, shoot, that's that's what one ticket, a drink, and some snacks. That's twenty dollars right there. So just with <laughs> just at the click of a, of, you know, two buttons and. 20 bucks and you watching it you know in the safety of your own home i mean shoot i i really do do think they should think about doing that so i mean we got some time i mean probably by the time uh screen the screen two episode come out probably have a definitive answer about that but i do want to see it but like i said i don't know if i want to risk going to the theater because well, like I said, I went to see Spider-Man theater. That was cool. Now, because I got to the point, I kind of forgot. I was like, this is a packed-ass theater. And COVID still is a thing. But I wasn't thinking about that at that time. But now, with all these cases coming back up, you know, I mean, people at my job and being short-staffed and everything, cause people are out because of COVID again. And it's like, oh, shit, here we go. It's nuts out there. So, yeah, I just hope they do the right thing and because this is one of those movies i feel like people really are waiting to see so yeah i think so too and plus i mean it's the what the first big release of this year anyway so yeah i want to see that shit <laughs> i want to see it i want to see yeah, it right, man because as i say i'm i don't know bro about going to the movies i want to but it's gonna have to be like just me in there. <laughs> oh, shoot, I say like with me, like hey, just me and my girl, or maybe like me, her, Joe, somebody way on the other side of the theater. Yeah, it's gotta be something like that. <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check like an hour before it start. I need to see who all in there first and do it on my phone, and then I might go. Yeah, like no man. Oh shoot, I'm just stay at the house and watch it on watch it in the living room. Oh, shoot, can have snacks at the house. Shit. <laughs> make it a make it a movie theater night it at home god damn it but um mm-hmm. uh, to wrap this all up um i mean we already know this is a great movie but just for the purposes of the podcast uh out of five uh ghost face masks what you rate man we get a five a strong right. five a strong five yeah it's the only only strong five you go get out this series for me I don't know how it's gonna go down <laughs> with everything else, but this is the only five. Because <laughs> since, since I since I won't be on the next one, I'll just say that Scream Two is a four and four and a half ghost face mask. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. Because of, of Omar else and his goofy shit in that battle. Oh, let oh, me be a pervert. Man. I'm horny. Let me see what's going on and smile about it. You got yeah. what you deserve. Yeah, fuck around and found out. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, uh, and then I mean, if you had to pick, 
I mean, I know we kind of alluded to it earlier too, but if you had to pick your favorite character, who would it be? Oh, it's Matthew Little all the way. He was fun. <laughs> he he was definitely fun. I think um my second will be uh Sydney, just because this is setting up everything that she'll be doing, you know, throughout the series. And, you know, her her you basically see her grow as a character and what she goes through. Yeah. Okay, one one last thing about it. So, Fact that you brought about Sydney because I, I alluded to it earlier when I said that Wes Craven kind of he kind of updated Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street with Sydney and he did and I mean knowing what we know what happened with with Nancy and uh, Dream Warriors you know he got her out the paint and it shifted Alice and all well it shifted Alice because damn Kristen goes from Patricia Arquette to Tuesday night and that didn't work out. So it shifted Alice. But Nancy is still looked at as when you think of Nightmare on Street, it's Nancy. Only if you if you like really follow that series, oh yeah, Alice is whooping Freddie ass too in them damn dreams and shit, but you don't really think about her like that. It's always Nancy. And Sydney is the Nancy of this of this franchise. She's the smartest one. She she's a victim, but she turns that around and she it's just a good empowering character i think too for women yeah i think so too and especially like knowing like the four movies are now about to be the fifth one just how like you said how she grows and because i like that i like the real quick the last thing about it too that line in the trailer when dewey calls her it's just like he's like do you have a gun she's like i'm sydney prescott of course i have a gun like yeah, I've been through this shit. You know, I've been through some shit. Yeah, I know. I know what time it is. You know, it's everything, and that's where she's at now. It's like I didn't been through a lot. Man, just think about that. High school, she went through all this crazy shit. College, she go through this crazy shit. Uh, she had to go hide out for a number of years. You know, and then she had to get pulled back in. Then she writes a some Halloween shit, right? <laughs> right. Then in the fourth one, yeah, I'm I'm still somewhere in the public light. I done wrote a book. Now I got to deal with this goofy shit again. She's like, yeah, I done been through this. Like she she like what like like them old Lakers. You know, she from '79 to what '91. <laughs> that's that's a long road they went down. Shoot. So, yeah. Like I said, I can't wait to see it. Um, if you want to, you can. The floor is yours. If you want to promote uh, anything, plug, you know, where people can find you if they listen for the first time, the floor is yours. Hey, I'll say this. If y'all heard me on here before, y'all already know what it is. You can find me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter. This week's episode of Jeff vs. the World Presents Hood Classic is out. Me and my man Shahid did the Wolverine 2013. We had a great time. Uh, people seem to really enjoy that episode. And I'm glad it brings some enjoyment to people's life because it's rough out there. So anytime that my episodes go out there, I hope they're doing something for somebody out there, you know, whether it's at work or at home, chilling or whatever, because I really enjoy doing this. Um, I really would like for a lot of people to go back and listen to my episode, Jeff versus the world, just me basically Get on the microphone and just talking and kicking game. And so especially to content creators, because there that you gave me the floor, I'm going to be short with this. 
we have a lot of power. Myself, Jay, any other people out there that's listening, that, if you're a content creator, especially in the podcasting game, we have a lot of power, but I think we are getting the short end of the stick. And I think that's because a lot of us are taking certain deals, um, certain, you know, to make money for our show, to feel that accomplishment or for whatever reason it may be. Because the reality is, you look at the top of this podcast game, how many Joe Rogans are there? There's one, right? Yeah, of course. There's only one, one Joe Buttons, right? Of course. Like, that's a very super small percentage, a small class of people that's on the top. So what happens as we keep moving down, 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 down? I think we need to, be, I just think, you know, we need to figure it out. I'm not saying I'm the smartest person in the world to figure it out. But what I do know is that Anybody who put their blood, sweat, and tears into a podcaster, because it's not easy. It's not easy to get behind the microphone and do this. Sometimes you don't want to do this. Sometimes you're busy with life or with your actual job. It's easy for a movie podcaster because this is what we normally like to do. We watch movies. So it's a little bit easier for us. And I just think when you figure out and when you look and you say, oh, I'm getting one cent for my podcast. That's that's for I'm getting one cent for an hour show, two hour show, whatever long your show is. Somebody deemed it that you should get one percent off of one listen. It's nuts to me. And math don't the math ain't math for me. Uh, I'm not going to you know keep going about that, but I do talk about that. And I also talk about last year and me, myself personally, just want to be a better friend, uh, a better husband, uh, a better son. And I just want a better father, actually. And, you know, I want to be better at certain things, certain things that I need to do that I know I need to do. Like, how many people did you like? I asked that question to a lot of people recently. How many people you check up on last year? No, 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 no. How many people did you really check up on? Like, me not calling Jay and saying, talking about movies, like me calling Jay saying, you good? You, like, I mean, are you really good? Is everything okay? And I think what we got into as far as a society, especially black males, we don't know how to talk to each other. A lot of shit is on surface shit. You know, we drink, they go to the club, you know, you go play basketball, but it's never really like, just to sit there and just talk about life. You know what I mean? Like just to talk about what's going on and having that outlet that you can call somebody and just chop it up with. And it's really about some real shit. You know, sometimes a lot of times, and I'm not saying this is, you know, sometimes it, that's all it takes, but, you know, cause a lot of times people going through stuff and they think, Oh man, I need to talk to somebody. And sometimes the person is right there. Like the person that you need to talk to can be right there. Um, and, you, and you don't even realize it. If you want to know more about what I was talking about, you can go back and that was two weeks ago. That episode is just Jeff, for the, Jeff versus the world. That's just me talking uh, for an hour about some stuff. And yeah, uh, those two episodes, I was what I'll get into right now. I hope y'all listen to it. If you want to go back and listen to anything old, 
wherever you listen to your podcast, go there, look up Jeff versus the word. Or if you want to make it easier for yourself, go to Jeff versus the world podcast.com and you can find everything, all the episodes it is that I do. Looking forward to a lot of things this year. We're finally going to have Jay on Hood Classics <laughs> coming up pretty soon. Uh, I ain't going to give away the movie or nothing right now, but I'm super excited about that. Um, yeah, I've been talking for too long, but that's, a, that's it for me. <laughs> All right. So that's this episode. I will be back next week to talk about Scream 2 for episode 238. And I will catch you guys next time. Peace.